Oh, 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 how about that? Yes, my friends. The best show is back on another Tuesday night. My name is Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of tonight's episode. We have a lot of fun in store for you. We have Hayes Davenport going to be in studio from Hollywood Handbook. We'll talk to Tim Heidecker in a little bit about his new album in Glendale. And, and, but, the phone numbers, uh, uh, did I say 201-332-3484? Because we're going to be doing uh, comment section Hamilton, which everybody wants to see the, 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 the show Hamilton, and you can't. So what, the next best thing is that tonight we will be acting out comment sections in a exciting fashion. But my friends not time for that it's time for the thing that everybody loves you know what it is right that's right it's the best show hashtag phenomenon why wouldn't you play when I hit the button you rat you rat you rat bastard it's the best show hashtag game at best show. Play. I'm going to smash you. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's right. It's at best show. The number 201-332-3484. And guess what? You call tonight. The hashtag is Star Wars Rockers. I want to hear the bands based on Star Wars characters. Like Watto Stripes. 201-332-3484. At Best Show. Let's get those phones ringing. Give me your Star Wars rockers. Hashtag Star Wars rockers. And I'm going to give out... What can I do instead of points? Score. That's right. Score. I'll get you some score. Let's get it going. 201-332-3484. At Best Show. We good here, Mike? At Best Show, bring it. Millennium Falco. Millennium Falco. Love it. Increments. Increments? What am I giving out? Score! I like increments. Alright, 201-332-3484. Hashtag Star Wars Rockers. Let's get those phones ringing. I'm just going to take them, Mike. At Best Show, bring it. Darth Hagar. Say it again. Darth Hagar. Darth Hagar. Love it. Increments. At Best Show, bring it. Bib Fortuna Turner. Bib Fortuna, like like Tina Turner. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Great job. At Best Show, bring it. 
What do you got? Boba Fetty Wap. Boba Fetty Wap. Right? Love it. You got it. Yeah. Best show at best show. What do you got? Uh, Los Lobots. Los what? Lobots. The guy who helps Lando. That's right. And you know what you get, bro? What? You get a whip and you get some increments. Great job. At best show, bring it. Yeah, uh, Chewbacca turn it over drive. Your phone stinks. Sorry, bro. Yeah, you get flushed. At best show, bring it. Yoda Tango. Yoda Tango. That's pretty good. Three CPOCs. Yeah. At best show, bring it. What do you got? ACD2. ACD2. I don't like it. At best show, bring it. Hey. At best show, what do you got? At best show, bring it. Luke, I am your father, John Misty. Luke, I am your father, John Misty. Yeah. At best show, bring it. What do you got? No quarter portion. What? Like one quarter portion for Ray and no quarter. You're out of here, Chief. Star Wars Rockers is the hashtag. At best show, bring it. Empire Weekend. Empire Weekend? What's that? Yeah, you know. No, I don't. Empire Weekend. Oh, Empire Weekend. Yeah, that's a stretch. You're out of here. At best show, bring it. What do you got? Chewbacca Man Turner Overdrive. Chewbacca Man Turner Overdrive. Yeah, great job. At best show, what do you got? A giant Ewok. You could have said a giant Wookiee. I like that one better. You're flushed. At best show, bring it. Princess Slayer. Princess Slayer. Love it. You get two, three whips, four. It keeps going. Five. Increments. At best show, bring it. How about uh, Emperor Palpa, Teenage Jesus and the Jerks? Ah, uh, that's not too shabby. Increments. At best show, bring it. Mega Death Star. Mega Death Star. All right. At best show, bring it. Jabba the Hoople. Jabba the Hoople. Don't like it. You're out of here. Final ones, Mike. Don't let anybody else in on this. At best show, what do you got? Star Wars rockers. VOC3POs. Say it again. VOC3POs. Like it. Increments. Final ones. At best show, what do you got? Destroyer, but Star Destroyer. You're out of here. At best show, what do you got? Dark side of the moon. Say it again now. Darth Side of the Moon. Darth Side of the Moon. That's an album title. You're out of here. At Best Show, bring it. Jabba the Hoople. We heard that one already. Ah. Get off my phone. You're out of here, bro. No more. I'm done with this. I hate it. It's stupid. 
do that in my sleep if I wanted. Do a point-based show. But I don't, man. You know why? Because I do the best show! The best show! The best show! The best show's back on another Tuesday night. My name's Tom Sharpling. The number to call in and be a part of tonight's extravaganza is 201-332-3484. Jeepers Creepers, do we have an exciting show planned for you tonight? The star of Hollywood Handbook Podcast. Hayes Davenport will be in studio. I should say that normally, Hayes Davenport, because if you didn't know, it would be like the star of Hollywood Hammock, you're not even sure who it was. So I'll say it clearer. And Tim Heidecker is going to call up in a little bit and talk about his, uh, his new album. What's going on out there? How's everybody doing on this last evening of May? Summer is coming. As they will say on season 12 of Game of Thrones, summer is coming. Right? And speaking of this Game of Thrones, I just want to say something. Not about Game of Thrones. I haven't seen three minutes of this thing. Y'all love it. More power to you. 
you can't get enough of the whatever it is on that thing. The tree monster or something. It's fighting a leprechaun. I think I flipped by it one time. And I saw a dragon fighting a leprechaun. And I was like, this is not for me. I like real stuff, right? The news is the greatest uh horror adventure story for me. <laughs> right? The news. That's my Game of Thrones. So, keeping that in mind, I'm listening to, I'm listening to, I'm, I'm flipping, uh, th- through these websites, right? And lo and behold, what do I see? Somebody sends me a thing and says, Hey, Tom, check this out. Vice magazine, magazine, use that loosely. They do a thing. Oh, here's Game of Thrones. Uh, we're, we're gonna say what happened on different episodes, even though we haven't seen them. They did that like a week or so ago. Yeah. Sound familiar at all? Yeah, a little familiar? Did it three weeks ago on the show? Yeah. A little familiar? Then there was a thing like a month ago where, where, uh, Rolling Stone website did a thing. We're going to rate the, the best duos of all time. Like two weeks after I do these things. It's like, it's bad enough I'm hemorrhaging money with this dumb show. Just don't take the stuff, fourth-rate bloggers, huh? All I gots is what comes out of my mouth. It's all I gots. Don't take that, too. But you take it. You take it, you put it on Vice, and then you got Google grabbing the song, and they're doing a thing. I tell you, man. Burn it down. Right? That should be Bernie Sanders' slogan. Burn it down. What if he switches? Like, if he doesn't get the nomination, like, he's just, like, saying... He's talking to like his his uh, his constituents, and it says "feel the burn" behind him, and then like he pulls a, a cord, and then it says "burn it down," like he like switches the message. Since I'm not going to win, this is what we do now. Burn it down. Yeah, stop taking my thing. And then this Jimmy Kimmel, that show, that snake-eyed, right? He's got snake eyes. It's like he's like a grouper. He's got wall eyes. He's got wall eyes. Flat face. Good old flat face with snake eyes. Left and right, they take he, that dude boosted stuff from uh, from uh, uh, from the Chris Gethard show, and now he's boosting stuff from the the best show. Oh, let's do a thing where people uh, you have a celebrity, and then you have them go through their IMDb see if they can name the characters from the. Yeah, I remember when I've done that fifteen times for the last however many years. There's some writer right now in that room sweating, worried. 
that Kamel's going to hear about this and come in and say, which one of you, which one of you thieves is stealing from my boy? No, not my boy. <laughs> Big announcement, big announcement tomorrow for the people of New York City. Listen to this, people of New York City. You can be a part of something very exciting. In New York City, not saying where, there will be a Best Show logo will reveal itself sometime tomorrow. And you'll you'll notice it if you if you spot it. Oh, you'll see it. So this is what you do. First person to get their picture taken in front of this thing and then tweet it to me, you'll win a prize. How about that? And I'm good for these prizes. I sent a couple packs out to the, the people who did the impersonations, the Tom impersonations. They got their prizes. I gave two people. I gave the other dude one, too. Why? Because he was good also. If you're walking around New York tomorrow and you see it, the Best Show logo. You go, you get your picture, you take a selfie or you get someone to take it, you in front of it. I don't care how you do it, but you do it. Then you know what? You hashtag it. You hashtag it back to me. Best Show Rules NYC. And this, uh, then anybody who gets their uh, their picture taken in front of this Best Show logo, you just you send it, you hashtag it. I'll send you a sticker or something. Oh, I'll take care of you. Carry you. We'll figure it out. But tomorrow, New York City, somewhere, a Best Show logo will appear. And you will say to yourself, boy, oh boy, that's pretty stupid. But you'll say, you know what? I like it. Biggest. So tomorrow, keep your eyes peeled, New York City. Who's good here, Mike? One's good. Your idea good or my idea good? More your idea of good. Well, let's find out what that means. Best show. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing well. To whom am I speaking? Mr. Avalanche Bob. What? No. Yeah, man, how you doing? I'm doing good, Avalanche Bob. You. Oh, man, Tom, I got this big thing happening. All right. Um, I had a movie from my biography. Hey, zip it for a second. All due respect, I'm going to tell everybody who you are. For, oh, okay, cool. For people new to this show, we just put the phones, we open the phones, and anybody can call. If they've got a working phone, they can get through. Now, this guy is a musician. He's been calling uh, semi-regularly, and he is a he is a New York character through and through. He is a pioneer of a certain brand of music, which he calls, what do you call it again? Uh, yodeling, punk, snowboarding, rock and roll. Yodeling, snowboarding, punk, rock and roll. And if you've 
wondered when all those elements were going to get smashed together? The the answer is now. Please welcome <laughs> Avalanche Bob. What's up? Hey, so what, mm. hey Tom. I just uh, I just had a movie open about documentary of my life. What? It's going to be. I tried to get you to go, but I know you worked too, so you couldn't go. Yeah, I couldn't do so, it. So uh, I tried to get in touch with. You, but I couldn't. It was opened at, uh, at Truth Be Told Festival at New School in uh, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fantastic. People asked for my autograph. The, the song I did on the show, the Day to Hate, I, I did with my band. It blew mm-hmm. them away. Now, what is this? Uh, what is this movie called? Avalanche Bob. It's called Avalanche Bob. It's a documentary about my life right now. And where can people see this? Right now, it, right now, with the only show in there, it's going to be an all the film festival. But we're going to have a special thing in my church, and it's going to be a very big event because over a hundred people want to see the movie, mm-hmm. and it's going to be pretty big. And it's going in all the, uh, all the festivals, and we're doing an album Monday. All right. So people can, where can they, is there a place on the computer that they can find out more about this thing? Yeah, you can go to robert.cribby at facebook.com. Okay. Or a tweet, uh, robert.cribby at facebook.com. Mm-hmm. Or my website, avalanchebob33.com. Now what's the significance of the 33? What's, what's the significance of the 33, Avalanche Bob? No, that's gone now. I, I just call it Avalanche Bob and the snowboard models. Okay. So it's just, but the website is avalanchebob33.com. Yes, it is, because I've changed the name, yeah. Sure. I reinvent myself all the time. It's good. It's good to reinvent yourself. I've reinvented the old, too, um, all different ways. Seven different ways, Tom. Now, Avalanche Bob, a little birdie told me something about today in relation to you. Yeah. Now I want to say to you, happy birthday. Hey, thanks, Tom. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> but I want to say it. Because 80 is a new 40, baby, and I am shaking and I feel 19, dude, and I feel like I'm going to rock the world. That's awesome. I love it. So I want to say to you, not just say happy birthday, I want to. You want to hear my new birthday song? Well, I was going to do something, but sure, you go ahead and do it. <laughs> yeah, floor's yours. It's your birthday. You tell me what's what. It's all yours. Go ahead. I won't do it. Go. You want to hear it? Yeah, of course. It's your birthday. <clears throat> Gotta hear it. Happy the day that you were born. Happy the rest of your life. Happy the day that you were born. Happy the rest of your life. It doesn't matter how old you are. It just matters what you do. It doesn't matter how old you are. Be young your whole life through. Oh, happy the day that you were born. Happy the rest of your life. Happy the day that you were born. Record the book of the video. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Happy the rest of my life. And you so John. Avalanche Bob, the happiest of birthdays to you and many, many more. And Tom, we w- I'm tell you where you can see my movie when yes. it comes out, okay? By all means. And you're going to play our album, right? What's that? You're going to play our album when it comes out, right? I had the phone, something's not tracking. Of course I'll play it. Of Tom, course. I love you, man. You're the best. You're the best. Well. So you take care, man. Want to hear a little rack of punky old lady? Sure. 
If you played that backwards, what would that sound like? Right? I think Satan would be like, yeah, it's, uh, I am in no way affiliated with that guy. My friends, you listen to me and you listen good. You sit back because I'm going to tell you about Squarespace. 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 What is Squarespace? Well, first, before I tell you what it is, let me tell you a little story about the time I tried to do something on the computer and I didn't know what I was doing because I don't know code and I'm messing it all up and everybody's getting mad at me and then I'm begging for help and it's a giant disaster and then the thing that I want you to see the special things I can do, I, you can't see them. Why? Because websites are hard. But they're not hard. If you got Squarespace in your, in your corner. Whether you need a landing page, beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, everything is included with your Squarespace website. It's easy. Simple. Intuitive. You can add and arrange your content and features with the mere click of a mouse. And you get a free custom domain if you sign up for a year. Beautiful templates. They are award-winning. Customizable settings and so much more. All without a single plug-in. And 24-7 online customer support and every member. Of the customer care team is an experienced Squarespace user working in a Squarespace office. So no matter how technical or trivial your uh, problem might seem, one of the team is online ready to assist you. So here's what you do. You want to get your thing out there to the world? You go to squarespace.com and you start your free trial today. Enter offer code best show B E S T S H O W to get 10% off on that first purchase. Squarespace, build your website, bro. I'm being told to go to the hotline. I'm being told on the hotline is a, uh, FP, a famous person. Being told it's a high priority call on the hotline. Hello? Hey. 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 I know who this is. This is Tim Heidecker. Hi, Tom. How are Hi. you, Tim? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm up in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. 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 What would what on earth would bring you to Portland, Oregon? Well, I'm developing a it's kind of top secret. I'm developing a show, hmm. a TV show, yeah, comedy show, okay. kind of a 
sketch show centered around sort of the weirdos and uh, freaks and people here in this town. I don't know if you're not familiar with Portland. It's kind of, it's like Brooklyn meets San Fran. It's very full of hipsters and quirk. Like the quirk levels are very high. So we're working, um, yeah, we're putting a sketch show based around those kind of freaks. So you're going to take it on is what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, we're going to. I guess you'd say spoof it. Uh huh. Now, are people up there worried at all that they're gonna get they're gonna get uh, lampooned by 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 you? Well, they don't know it. It's gonna be a little mix of sketch and a little hidden camera. Okay. So you're kind of- um, it's sort of like if you mixed Saturday Night Live with candid camera. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we're going for. Well, that sounds like a fresh uh, approach. Uh, sure because those are two of my favorite shows first of all (laughs) saturday night live and candid camera yeah and later seasons of candid camera too were some of my favorites when alan funt kind of clearly was was taping 15 episodes in an afternoon right like they're kind of just like alan's gonna be here on on thursday we got to blast through half of the season. Right. What about uh, practical uh, bloopers and practical jokes with Dick Clark and Ed McMahon? Yeah, that, uh, I wasn't such a fan of that. Although they were very gentle, like, and there was also no way that some of those were not completely staged to promote sure. shows on that network. <laughs> Like, right. like, uh, we have, uh, here's, uh, here's... they have that detective music that comes in. <laughs> and it was always at the end, they were always like in tribute to the master of the blooper. Right. <laughs> Kermit Schaefer was his name. Like, oh, wow. As if they had to pay homage <laughs> to a guy who. I don't know what he w- did other than just, like, not throw out bad takes of something. Like Right. So he was the master of screwing up. Yeah. But I don't even know if he w- I think he was just, like, a, a, a TV producer who was just like, we should take all these, these, <laughs> these outtakes and put them together. That's a show in itself. Yeah. Everybody's going to want to see. We'll call them bloopers. We've got Ed for an hour. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Let's get them. We got Dick is going to be in and Ed. Ed can come over from the Tonight Show set. Knockout. Separated. They, they do not get along. <laughs> they Save so, it for the stage. So Dick and Ed didn't get along? I don't know that to be true. 
They would sit them. I'm just ver- playing, playing with it a little bit. Yeah, and you know Tim Heidecker at Tim Heidecker first of all on Twitter. Yes, yeah, thanks. I'm pr- trying to bring my Twitter numbers up on this call. That's the point. That that it, it uh yeah, to people's people's Twitter numbers have uh, flatlined. At least mine have. <laughs> It so. doesn't yeah. seem to be a hot spot anymore. <laughs> I, th- I think everyone who's winding down. Yeah, exactly. I think I wonder up at Twitter if they're just kind of like, look, this thing's <laughs> this thing's wrapping up <laughs> within three. Just please. Let's act like it's still not going down the tank. And try to just like nobody's like don't steal stuff from the office so we can't do our right. jobs. Like we all know it it's going to be over. Like cool, it does feel like the cool kids left the the forum a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, and now it's just a lot of spam. Yeah, and people looking to argue with you. Right. I still use it. I still am a functioning Twitter user, but um, this is. Not what we're here to talk about. You know, we're here to talk about. You mentioned that you were when you mentioned uh, Dick Clark and Ed McMahon. You said you were playing around. You know who else is playing around? You are. <laughs> You're playing around. Nice segue. Thank you. Why are you playing around? Well, it's simple. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I thought that that was that was a question you were going to answer. I didn't pick up on that. Go ahead. No, no, I want you to answer. Why are <laughs> oh, you okay. playing around? Well, me, I'm playing music. I have a band, and we're playing mu- songs and uh, playing, uh, just doing some West Coast dates. Played Sasquatch the other night, and I just, I'm in, I'm in my musical phase right now, or my musical uh, sidestep project that I'm uh, excited about and very satisfied uh, performing live music, and that's what I'm doing. So now, I'm just having a good time, and unfortunately. The the fruits of your labor. If if you don't see Tim Heidecker and his band playing live, there's no way to get like a recorded version of what you guys are playing now. That's that's fair to say. Um, not quite. I mean, we did um, make an album of the song of oh. some of the songs. So there's an album in Glendale. There's an album out currently um, on uh, on Jag Jaguar. You know, a, a real record label. Mm-hmm. Um, a legitimate source of, of uh, music put out the record, and it's called In Glendale, and, you know, they're just a collection of songs by me without a lot of uh, c- concept behind it, you know, without like a... This isn't a prank. It's not a uh, candid camera-style operation. No, no. These are real songs. Right. And it's... It's a... It's, it's a... It's a it's a, it's a, it's a, a I'd say a, a strangely touching album, in a way. Well, it either is or it isn't. You know, I mean, if it's touching for you, that means uh, that I, I take it as a compliment. Um, so uh, there's, there, you know, there. Uh, listen, I don't know. I write some songs and put them out. Well, you. Sorry. You. Well, nobody's asking for an apology <laughs> at, at Tim Heidecker. Um, but this album in Glendale on Jag Jaguar is, uh, it's kind of about a dude just living his life, right? Well, I suppose some of it is, 
it's, you know, I, got, I had a kid a couple of years ago, procreated, and um, I've been able to reflect on that. And it's in, like, it's not, cha- you know, I'm not like stopping any other, other crap I do. Uh, but I just had these songs piling up and, and wanted to put okay. it out and, and, you know, it's, it feels good to, to release something that's not just a big, uh, gag. Sure. It's, uh, it gets a little old. Well, it, it's, it, at some point you want to, you want to say something from the heart, if I can say that. Sure. And it feels like these songs are from the heart for you. That was the original title of the album, From the Heart. From the Heart. Tim some Heinecke. From, some from the Heart. Some from the Heart. Others, yeah, really uh, others, annoying title. Others not so much. Now, who are some yeah. of the influences on this? I hear... You, you tell me. I hear a lot of uh, kind of... I picture listening to this album sitting on a beach. Sitting, on, a, sitting on a toilet. <laughs> Sitting on a toilet. No. I thought that's what you're going to say. No, but no. <laughs> yeah, I, I picture this seat. album sitting on a toilet is exactly <laughs> what a well, no or a back deck. You could listen to it sitting on a back deck, right? That's fine. Yeah, but I mean, you say sitting on a beach. That that's starting to sound like you know we got Mike Love on lead vocals here, mm-hmm. Jan and Dean style. <laughs> well, if Mike Love. <laughs> heard this record and said that he wanted to get in the studio with you would you would you do it you'd have to you'd have just to see we, what it was like right yeah yeah we've tried we've we've reached out to him for various projects in fact um have not landed that fish yet uh-huh. but i think it it's one of our goals to to do something creative with him mm-hmm. just for the you know for the experience yeah just to of see, being around him and to see the cap up close, right? Yeah, you gotta see the cap. Have you noticed something? Uh, and I'll tr- attribute this to Greg for noticing this, but um, that Bruce Johnston is becoming Mike Love. Bruce Johnston of the Beach Boys, right, is slowly turning himself into Mike Love. Yeah, they they he starts to, they, he kind of starts looking like him, and he's all he's wearing the cap. He wears like a, a similar kind of cap, mm-hmm. and he's got a real low. And when you can look up, you know, Bruce Johnson interviews of re, of of you know recent interviews, and it's hard to tell the difference between he, him and Love. He, he looks a lot like Mike Love now. Yeah, yeah, I like think there's just some energy that's being transferred from mm-hmm. Mike Love to Bruce. Um, they're going to you know how like one old person. couples start dressing the same uh-huh. and stuff. I think like that's what's going on between those. You things. think that Mike Love and Bruce Johnston, <laughs> they show up and they've got the same Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm looking color palette. I'm looking at a picture of the two of them now. Mike Love, he almost looks like an android now, <laughs> right? He's looking rough. There's like a yeah. There's like a robotic quality. Yeah. To him. Very stiff. Yeah. And he's amazing. Like you know they they say he's all he's this transcendental med- meditation guy. Mm-hmm. What what do you think he'd be like without that in his life? Like he'd be they have murdered people by now. Yes, right? he would be a a, <laughs> a rageaholic. <laughs> he he would have somebody just settling lawsuits all the time. 
Capitol Records building would be burnt to the ground. There'd be no Capitol <laughs> Records building. Yes. He would just be there kicking it and punching it <laughs> until, until it falls down, trying yeah. to knock it down with his fists. Right. But um, the music is... I, I'm a Randy Newman guy. I'm mm-hmm. a Warren Zevon guy. Mm-hmm. And these are the things I like that I, um, when I'm making music, I'm kind of um, thinking, you know, not necessarily singing in their voice, but, you know, it's like that's kind of my, my, my scene. Sure, it's where you're operating from. Right. Now, what if somebody Fire said, towards. yeah, what if somebody heard it and they said to you, hey, man, I love your album. I hear, I hear some, uh, I hear a little bit of dead in there. Oh, no. That's no? bad news. <laughs> what if they're just like, sounds like a little bit of Grateful Dead going on? You got a really nice, what if somebody said, you got a really nice voice. It reminds me of Bob Weir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that, like, we're, so, we're on this tour and we're driving, you know, many long hours. And we've been listening to the, uh, the Sirius XM Grateful Dead channel. Uh-huh. Have you gotten into that scene yet? I, I would flip by it once in a while, and then I would just be like, wait, this is really what the Grateful Dead sound like? I know. I know. Like, it's, it's remarkable. Like, it's jaw-dropping that, they're, that, they had a, that they have a career of any kind, let alone this notable, legendary status, because yeah. they're terrible. Yeah, that they would be as bad as they are. And to be the most popular band. Yeah, like lauded over and fans are like, you know, people have built their kind of lives around that music. Analyzing it. Just like pouring over. The guy, I'll say this, Tim. The guy who screens calls for me. Is a deadhead? He's a deadhead. That's a bad sign. I know, right? He loves them. He loves... And he'll talk then, all he, about. He'll talk so about. Can he, can he like? Um, yeah. Can he get down to the like? Can he make a case for it that makes any sense to you, or is it just? He would play. He's he's come in and he said, "Check this out," and he's played these things, and it's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Like it's right. It's like it sounds like one of those like shreds videos of like yeah, but it's like. No, that's what the Grateful Dead. Uh, when I when you see one of those things, you're like, "Oh, this is clearly some people doing tuneless nonsense over right, noodling and saying it's the Grateful Dead." It's like, no, this is one of their most legendary live shows ever. Right. This is like the so holy think, grail of. Like yeah, my what my perspective is they were a lousy like psychedelic band in this in San Francisco, just like. You know, putting up basically a sideshow for people to take drugs and and dance and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you know, the and Rob, thing happened. Prob- probably Rob, also, <laughs> right? And like, the roots thing happened with the band and mm-hmm. everything, and and they were like, just let's do let's do that, like well, let's do that kind of music now. Yeah, and they made American Beauty, which is a good record. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like it's it's a fine record, nice songs, pretty music. They made the other one, Working Man's Dead, fine. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. Acoustic, you know, pretty country kind of music. And then that's it. That's it. And then they just then they just go out and play dancing in the streets and not mm-hmm. fade away. Yeah. 
and like Johnny Be Good. Yeah. Good like, loving. Let's hear Johnny Be Good for fifteen minutes. Yeah. Good, good loving. loving. Good loving. Yeah. And the um, <laughs> well, what do you think about this, Tim? You're tied with the Grateful Dead, just about. You've notched just. You've put together just as many good albums as they have. Sure. You did well. I. I so the so the guy in this band that I'm with, the guy that helped me put this record out, this guy Jonathan Rado, who's in this band Foxygen. Do you know the band Foxygen? I do. Yes. Yeah, they're good. They're good guys. So he's in my band now, where he's playing keyboards, and uh, we've just been listening to the station. So we started writing all these Grateful Dead songs. So we're gonna put. I think we're gonna put out like a Grateful Dead album um, when we get home because they're so easy. To write, mm-hmm. we've written six of them in a in a day. You mean like new like, new Grateful Dead new, songs? Yeah, yeah. We're called um, uh, Deader Than Ever. Uh, 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 uh. And here I'll give you the song titles. Just okay. See, so, so where we're coming from. Um, uh, Apple Orchard. Okay, Apple Orchard. Yeah. Now, can I say the S word on the show, or are you going to hang up on I, I, You just say S, if you could. Okay. S. Stain City. I could picture that as a <laughs> as like a... Because it's like... S. Stain City, everybody lit it. You know, it's just yeah. like a, a rocker. Yeah. And all down, the... Go ahead. Down. Down, down Moses Lake. Down <laughs> Moses Lake. And that one's just like about... <laughs> It's like a song describing this guy making love to his woman in the middle of the day by a lake. Yeah. Rather than um, rather than being at work. <laughs> or like, yeah, it's just gross. It's like sweaty, <laughs> nude man making love to a woman like right at a lake, like where you know where the water meets the rocks of a lake. It's horrible. <laughs> Uh, and then um, we do a cover of A Hard Day's Night. <laughs> That's a perfect. Yeah. But that... it's like r- really annoying because like, it's a hard day's night. <laughs> just... <laughs> it's this real weird time signature yeah. for it. Yeah. I've been working like a dog. Like, yeah, it's like a hard day's night. Yeah. Like they're finding the core. They think like they're finding the <laughs> core of the thing. Yeah. Oh. Um, Mike. Living on a river. Living on uh, a river, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Living on the river. It's you know, yeah. songs about jamborees and festivals. <laughs> what if this happened, Tim Heidecker? Yeah. You do this album. You play live. Suddenly, there's thirty times as many people that are at one of your shows are there suddenly, and then it's, suddenly it's, you find yourself. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I'm trapped. You are the Grateful Dead all of a sudden. And you're well, like... we can only assume that there was a moment when the band looked around and goes, this is what they want? Yeah. They want dancing in the streets? You know, yeah, like, they don't want us to... They, they want more of this? <laughs> hey, hey uh, Jerry, did you notice like nobody left when we did 15 minutes of, <laughs> of dancing in the streets? No one left. In fact, like, more people came in. Yeah. I apologize for my dead voice. And but, then, and then so. suddenly they're like, "How much money did we make tonight?" <laughs> and then they're just like, uh, "I think I know what we're going to be doing." Uh, 
like one guy in the Grateful Dead yeah. talks like that. Uh, <laughs> I think I speak for the rest of us when I say, I think I know what the rest of our year is going to be like. Yeah. Uh, Robert Hunter, the lyricist, finds out. Uh, I hear you guys are doing lots of uh, covers. Like He's like a little worried about his job because they don't need his lyrics. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they're doing... Uh, yeah. Not fade away. Not fade away. Yeah, they're doing a seventy-five minute version of Not Fade Away. What but, do you think would happen if if, um, if uh, Buddy Holly came back? Can you imagine stumbled that? into a Grateful Dead show in '93 and they launch into Not Fade Away for twenty-five minutes? Yeah, could you imagine Buddy Holly <laughs> cro- crosses back over to this to this world? Giant Stadium. Giants. Yeah, walks into Giant Stadium in 1989 or whatever, <laughs> and somebody's like, and he's like, "Hey, man, that's my song." And then he's like, "I think. Wait, no, it isn't." And then, then ten minutes later, so like, "Wait, no, yeah, it is." And five minutes later, he's like, "No, it isn't." Say, like, wait, no, I think it might be, though. I'm just not sure. Uh, 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 that to be you. Yeah. And, and he's like... They can't sing. They can't sing. They can't harmonize with each other. No one in the band is listening to the other people playing. No. It's really something else. Bad news. It's bad news, Tim. I know it's a trope to, like, go after the Grateful Dead, and I feel bad that we're spending that much time on it, but... It's kind of like it needs to kind of, I think, be talked about a little, you know, here here and there. I think there's so many people saying that they're, that you know, they're actually good. That it's just like <laughs> we have to, like, hold to this. Hold the line. Yeah, we have to hold this line because eventually you'll turn around. There'll be nobody, nobody saying they, they suck still. Right. Yeah, there's got to be, like, millennials, like, rock young, like, 20-year-old rockers who are, like, I actually think they're pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Pardon me. Oh, uh, pretty good. <laughs> you. <laughs> I, now, I can't, Tom. No, I know. We were, I know. Look. You, relax, you, you put me into a place of re- relaxation and comfortability here. So my apologies. It's all right. All right? It's all right. Okay. <laughs> but I do. I have to bring my next guest in. Okay. Now, let me this just is, say this in all seriousness. Yeah. Your album in Glendale. I've seen you play live. I've seen you play these songs. It's great. People got to check you. this out. People got to check the album out. People, if you're on the West Coast, you see, you see the band live. Come and up and say hello. You come up and say hi. Maybe you, you get something signed. Eh, maybe not. Sure. Maybe that's pushing it. Don't. Just say hi. Right? Just say hi. Is that your sure. favorite interaction with a fan? Hey. Hey, Tim. Hey, man. Yeah. That's it. Right? Pat on the back. Yeah. I'll take a pat on the back. You'll take a pat on the back. <laughs> Great job, Tim. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Like over the barricade, like you're just doing it. You're trying yeah. to like navigate this like with still like a bar- a stage barricade between the person yeah. patting you on the back. I try to like do the eye contact for the like the minimum. Like mm-hmm. I, I do want to make eye contact. Yeah. It's rude not to make eye contact, but you don't want to carry that on more than... You need to. No. So that's what people can look forward to at a at, at these West Coast Tim Heidecker concerts. Yeah, big time fan interaction. It's a fan <laughs> yeah. event. But it's, you know it's what? It's all about 
Yeah. They're going to go, uh, and you're going to do the thing, and they're going to be like, you know what, I don't need to say hi to this guy. He said hi to me through his music. That's very well put. Yes. Very well put. So in Glendale. Um, in Glendale, and of course, the new season of Decker is coming as well. Right. We didn't get to talk about that, but you don't need to know anything other than to watch. Can't wait. Decker, my favorite. Nice talking to you, Tom, and I want to just make a note that this is the only time I've ever talked to you not in some kind of, you know, steeped in some kind of bit. It's true. This is it. After 10 years of, of, of like, occasionally calling in and having fun with you and your show and your wonderful audience, I just want to say thank you for being supportive and a friend. Oh, well, thank you. And and also, this will not happen again. This version no. of you, like, like, enjoy it now, because this guy that would be so preposterous to make that announcement. Yeah, if you're like just like, cares. you're like, and this guy is gone, <laughs> and like that, yeah, he's gone, and yes, there goes it's like grasping a ghost, and there he goes off into the distance. Well, Tim, Thanks, you Tom. you know how much you know how much I love you, and I will talk to you very soon. And the album's great, All right. and thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Bye. Bye. About that, Tim Heidecker checking in. You like that, Mike? Mike's mad now. Mike's mad. He didn't like he didn't like that Grateful Dead talk. He takes it personally. You know what else Mike takes personally? His t-shirts. That's right. Now you listen to me. Here's the other big announcement tonight. Mike, you want to come in here for a second? Oh, and by the way, let me say, I forgot to say this. We started the show off with OBN 3s. A really great uh they're they're such a great band. Such a such a uh such a fan of I saw them in uh, Nashville a few weeks ago. That's from their album, Worth a Lot of Money, which is on 12XU. And the song is What Happened to You. And OBN3's. So great. I love it so much. Check it out. 12XU Records. Can't go wrong. Mike? Yes. So you, Mike. Yes. People know you as the the guy who you 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 have a, a, a you work at Massa's Tavern in yeah. Bayonne, yeah, right. Now, you have an exciting announcement to make. I do. Well, first, you got to click the energy down a little bit. <laughs> it's uh, we don't want people getting freaked out. Don't go full Howard Dean on everybody. Okay. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I, you know, Sky, I, I thought I thought it was going to be <laughs> an intro. You want a drum roll? <laughs> I do. No, I, I'm uh, I'm going to start selling some t-shirts. Um, I've already uh, rolled them out at the bar um, with the regulars. Um, you know, they, they don't get charged because you know they're my regulars. Well, this is not what you talk about when you're trying to sell something. <laughs> first of all, yes. Okay. But, uh, yeah, now I'm going to put them up on sale. I think it's, uh, to me, uh-huh. I think it's a, uh, it's finally a time for an alternative to the, uh, ubiquitous CBGB shirt. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, Mass's Tavern, 
you know, I, I think is the counterbalance to that. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a really nice looking shirt. Mm-hmm. You uh, helped me in its design and production. As did uh, uh, Jeff Owens. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm calling it Harvard style as uh, that was sort of the inspiration mm-hmm. for the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so it says Masses Tavern. <laughs> yeah. And people can find out about these shirts where now? apmike.bandcamp.com. I'm going to uh, put it up shortly. Uh, I've right. got a great picture of Pat wearing the shirt. Which is, uh, I think, a better sales uh, pitch than if I was uh, pictured wearing it. <laughs> what are we going to do? 20? 20. 20. 20 dollars. That includes shipping. So, within, you know, like, yeah, within the U.S. Yeah, yeah. 20 within the U.S. You go to apmike.bandcamp.com tomorrow? I think I'm going to have it up uh, shortly. Oh, keep, tonight. Keep watching, yeah. Yeah, good. I'll put the link up on Twitter and uh, everybody can... Uh, check it out. You go and you buy uh, you buy a shirt from AP Mike. You yeah. help them out. Help them out. And it's a good looking shirt. Yeah, it's a great it's, shirt. Yeah. Masses. We'll get a little bit of masses on you. Yeah, a little flavor. Right? Yeah. A little bit of Bayonne on Not your back. Not just a bar. It's a, it's a lifestyle. I All think. right. Get out. <laughs> Seriously, get out. That's the worst thing I ever heard in my life. Get a little bit. He's working against himself with these things. First, he's saying he gives them out at the to the the, the fine regulars at masses. He's trying to sell these shirts. He starts start talking about how he gets them for, for gives them for free to some people. That's not how you sell them. All right, we'll bring uh, Hayes Davenport in in a couple minutes. You see this movie, uh, Now You See Me. Now You See Me. It's a, it's like a magic movie. Now imagine this. A movie in which people do magic, but they're not actually doing magic. It's all CGI, right? You ever want to see Jesse Eisenberg throw his hands all over the place and then do a magic trick that you did not think was possible? And it turns out it actually is not possible because they just made it up with computers. Now this thing's apparent. This is like popular. They made a second one. Now you see me too. No, I don't. So the first one, I saw like 15 minutes of the first one. It's the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. The idea, watch this magic trick I do. I go and then I swing my hands around and I fall and I turn into a puddle. Well, that is an impressive trick. Yeah, I didn't actually do it. Uh, the, the, the post guys did that one. Well, is there such a trick in magic? No, there's not. There's no version of this trick in the actual magic world at all. Now you see me. Who who made it so the first one was that popular? Because it's got Jesse Eisenberg and others and Dave Franco. 
Boy, that's a... Two for the uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Dave Franco movie, please. Which one? Poor ticket taker. Not sure what to do. Now you've seen. I can only imagine. Oh, good heavens. So yeah, go to apmike.bandcamp.com. Very soon, Mike's going to have his shirts, his masses shirts on sale. You check those out. And you, you, you buy one. I also was on How Did This Get Made? The podcast with Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis and Junai and Raphael went up uh, live, I believe, on Friday. It's a really funny episode. You can check that out. Is uh, is Hayes here by any chance? Mike? He is? Okay, as they get settled, I'm going back to the phones. Who's good here, Mike? Best show. Hi, uh, is this, um, hang on, uh, Tom Scrimpler? Uh, well, no, it's Tom Sharpling. Tom, this is Milt Hayes. Milt Hayes. Ugh, Milt Hayes. Hi, Coach Hayes. For How are you tonight? I'm good. Now, for people out of the area might not know about uh, the, the the AA minor league baseball team we have here, uh, the Newbridge Ratman, and uh, Coach Hayes is, is the coach of the, the Newbridge Ratman. Baseball. It's baseball, too. It's not. So, coach. Yeah, son. Um, let's just cut to the chase, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I have an yeah. apology to uh, deliver yeah. unto you. you. You sure do, Coach Hayes. And, I mean, I guess I can tell everybody what this uh, is in relation to. Okay. Um, yesterday's game between the the Ratman and the Westbridge Wagon Wheeler Builders, I was throwing out the first pitch. And it was something I had dreamed about my entire life, and it was a real honor to get to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 quite a special thing. All, only a handful of people in your line of work have ever been asked to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, G. Gordon Liddy, the Grease Man, uh, Jackie the Joke Man, Man Cow, uh, who else? Curtis Sliwa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, that's not exactly the most glowing uh, company to be uh, uh, lumped in with, but I think they're all upstanding uh, broadcasters. And I, I do want to say to you, your throw was actually a good throw. And I think had, had you not had fudge all over your fingers, the ball would have gone right down the pike and not into the outfield uh-huh. where it actually ended up. Well, look, I, I that part was definitely on me. I'll say, and I. 
I probably should have wiped my hands uh, on that uh, that Ratman uh, uh, rat rag that was a part of that uh, complimentary gift bag. Right. You know, say what you will about the Ratman front office. They do provide the best gift bag in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. It's odd, but it's nice that what I got for, for being honored by throwing the first pitch out. It was good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There was a T-shirt in there. Right. That, um... I'm not even sure how to say this on the show because I try to keep. I'm a, you can do it. You was, can do I'm it. I'm a rat man. Right. Deal with it or die, comma, B. Like, right? <laughs> that was, was my idea. Yeah, that was you? Okay. Yes, yeah. Then you had these, which I had never seen these before. And I'm not, I'm not a meat eater uh, with that. You had these, uh, Slim Jim Megas, which were, like really thick slim jims. Like they're, they're like big. they're like sausage logs. Yeah, yeah. They're tasty. Did you have any? I didn't. No, no. Yeah. Um there also was a a a, a hut pod in there. Yeah. Which is like radio huts. I guess the, it's like their iPod. Yes, yeah. And I thought it was a 1 gig Hot pot. I was like, "Wow, that's not a lot of memory." But it turns out it's a point one gig, and it's already like preloaded with all this late period Frank Zappa on it that you you cannot delete off of the thing. Oh, you don't like that stuff? No, I you can't. I couldn't get it all. It seems like it's it's just. It's on there permanently, so there's not a lot of whole. There's not a whole lot of room to put anything else on it. Right, right. But do yourself a favor and play the first track. Mm-hmm. It's really good, and, and it's it's uh oh, what do they call it? It's like it'll end up being an earworm. It goes uh, it goes like this. It goes uh, jazz fort, jazz fort, jazz fort, jazz fort, doing that jazz fort rig. Okay, I'll I'll check that out. That actually sounds pretty good it's a uh, good song it's, it's mm-hmm. probably his least condescending song mm-hmm. yeah he did not like people he did not no he thought yeah. everybody was beneath him i yeah. think he's probably up there in the uh <laughs> when he got to the pearly gates mm-hmm. he probably just said oh just let me in. i'm smarter than all of you guys all right yeah or he probably went is there like a higher level of heaven here <laughs> exactly to just yeah. be like yeah. am i really going to be in there with the rest of these people mm-hmm. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I could see that, definitely. The other thing in, in this was Gus Brennan is one of the top Ratman players. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a bobblehead, but it's actually more like a bobble face. Yes. Which I'm not sure if I want to set this thing up. It's very troubling. It's well, you know, a face look, that shakes. It does. It's Yes, it, it's pretty creepy. And, you know, actually... What that is? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a pre-death mask that we took one night when Gus was passed out during a game in the outfield. So, like, a, like a very traditional thing—a <laughs> yeah. death yeah. mask. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's what this—that's what this bobble face is. It is. Yeah. He doesn't even know about it yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Um. Yeah, well, you know, the bag did have some some cool but weird things in it. Weird, wild stuff. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah, yeah that's that? uh, I, um, it's Johnny Carson, right? Jack Parr. Jack, I don't think it's, I think it was Johnny Carson. Sure it is, wasn't it? I'm almost positive it was Johnny Carson. Oh, I'm thinking of John Parr, who did, um, uh, what was his song? Naughty Naughty. Naughty Naughty, yeah, another song, too. St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Forest Fire. Saint, no, just uh, St. Elmo's Fire, not Forest Fire. Wasn't Forest Fire? I don't think Forest was in okay. there. Okay, well, anyway, look, that's neither here nor there. I want to apologize for the way the crowd treated you after your pitch. Okay, well, uh, we, we really can do without getting into that. No, they had no right yelling those things uh, at you. you I, I really, seriously, you, you don't have to go into this. Those things like, uh, off the top of my head, get off the mound and let another uncoordinated bald ape throw one. What else were they saying? Uh, nice job, fudge fingers. Um, who, who let the white Ben Wallace into the stadium? Uh, hey, idiot, auditions for the creature in the black Fred Perry shirt are happening next door, not in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still can't believe someone actually got a banner together that said that on it. You know, I mean... You weren't even announced ahead of time as throwing out the first pitch. Uh huh. Yeah. No. I. Very I odd. Yeah. It's it's odd. It's very odd, and that's that's enough. Um, I mean, is there anything else, uh, Coach, that you have to apologize to me for? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very sorry for the things that the fans and I'm using air quotes. Have you heard of these things? Everyone's using them now. Air quote. Yeah, I, I've yeah. heard of air quotes before. Okay, well, I'm sorry for the things these so-called fans hurled at you from the stands. Oh, Very okay. disrespectful. I really, this I really don't want to get into. Like uh, rancid fetage, uh, fetid fudge. What else was there? Uh, oh, there was a mud pizza. Mm-hmm. Oof, those yeah. are terrible. Yeah. Uh, a dirty mattress. Yeah. Uh, there was that urinal. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Um, you in effigy. Uh-huh. Then there was that kiddie pool filled with red jello and a sign that was stuck into it that had the words, your dumb ape blood written on it. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how these goons found the time to put this together. It's like they, they came to the stadium with it. Yeah, yeah. Which surprises me because nobody in our organization that I spoke to had ever heard of you. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I assumed we had, uh, you know, after we had the second drummer from the gas station dogs without Barry Dworkin, mm-hmm. that all the other local celebrities, and <laughs> there are those, those air quotes again, uh, I, I figured they'd already, uh, anyone who was a celebrity in town had already thrown out the first sure. ball. Okay, well, that, that's, that's very hurtful that you'd well, say something like that. Well, you know, I'm just telling like it is. But, but that's besides the point, son. It was wrong for me to lose my temper and slap you back and forth across your face like you know, like Mo did to Larry Curley, uh, Shemp, Joe B, Joe D, and little-known Stooge, uh, Tim Tim, with a catcher's mitt. That was really wrong and off-base. Yeah, well, you know, thank you, but you did more than than just that, Coach. You did this more is about me tying donuts to your arms and legs and then submerging you in the clubhouse whirlpool, mm-hmm. isn't it? I, I did. That was extremely frightening. But there was actually one other thing, and yeah, you you know. I think I know what you're referring to. I'm sure you do. It's when I pulled out one of the clubhouse toilets, and then I smashed it with a baseball bat, and I tried to carve my initials into your face with the shards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much by far, at this point in my life, the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. And I just want to know why, why did you do that? And like... 
why also why did you react the the way you did when the ump when that ump made a bad call like it was like the third inning right like yeah. it was like moments before that in the third inning i know i know look tom i'm not perfect there was only ever one who was oh, okay so that's so you're you're smearing some some, some uh, re- religion on this now. Well, I'm I'm just I'm just making a point using someone as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, look, you know, it's no secret that I don't have the best relationship with my son, Mikey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, he he wrote a, an open letter to you in the Newbridge Herald Republican Times Herald that was very hard to read. That was yeah. really. I th- he if I remember he he compared you I think he said you were like if the like that you made the great Santini look like Sam Bowden who which is uh, Gregory Peck's character in uh, Cape Fear. Yeah, he did, he did say that. That was very very hurtful. Uh-huh. Which I thought was interesting because your son Mikey is what like 7 years old. Yeah, he's seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's incredibly smart. Um, you know, he he's like a young Orson Welles mixed with that possessed doll, you know, in, in that movie that goes, uh, I love you. I'm going to kill you. Oh, that's terrifying. And that's, that's the scariest thing when a doll comes to life like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, what's that movie that Clint Black was in? Um, the, uh, the, the Trilogy of Terror. The, the it was Karen Black, not Clint Black. Clint Black's a country singer, and it's trilogy of terror. Okay, well, I guess I'm, I'll have to look that up, but I don't know. Oh, it's oh. not Clint Black. So, and I'll say this: mm-hmm. the whole point of dolls in our society, I feel like there's a pact we make with them. That they're not going to do that to us. Oh, the Doll Pact of 1784, yes. That's a real thing. Yes, and I believe you on that because there should be some sort of implicit agreement that a doll is not going to start... Not going to come to life. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And not going to come after you. Yeah, yeah. Stab you in the, 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 you know... most likely in the calves, but sometimes, you know, some of these dolls are tall. They can get in the upper haunches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happened to Ann Margaret. Wait, what happened to Ann Margaret? She got stabbed in the upper haunches? By a doll. By a doll, yeah. It was a deleted scene from Tommy. <laughs> okay. Pre-baked bean bat. Uh-huh. So before, do you even know what, what song in Tommy would correspond with a, a tall doll Stabbing her in the upper haunches. Oh, uh, uh, Christmas. <laughs> okay. Well, be- yeah, because he uh, Tom- Tommy gets a present for Christmas. He unwraps mm-hmm. it, and it's it's a stabbing doll. Okay. An English stabbing doll, which uh-huh. is the worst. Those are very scary. Yeah. Because they're like Cockney. They are, yeah. Actually, the Cockney Rejects did a concept album called The Stabbing Doll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The stabbing so it, doll. It's a stabbing doll, comma, right, comma, mate, right? Mm-hmm. It, there's, there's two rights in it. Okay. No, no. 
No, wait, wait, wait. It's the stabbing doll, comma, right in it, question mark. Mm-hmm. Like a stabbing doll, right in it? You do a great English accent. Oh, thank you. Do, um... Oh, do, uh... Can you do... Okay, I like this. Like, all right, like, um... John Bonham, mm-hmm. I don't know, just like uh, going down to the fruit and veg and, and get, you know, asking for, I don't know, produce. Okay. So, the produce of your, of your choice. So he would say something like, Oi, how much, how much for these? That was bad. Oi. No, it's pretty good. Like, no, 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 he's from, he's from the black country. So he, yeah. you know, he, he would talk like a thug. How much for this celery? That's really good. Now, do do that scene that was in, in vinyl a few months ago where, you know, how, how like in real life he was kind of the whipcracker in Led Zeppelin and yeah. he would get the guys up on stage yeah. so they could go on stage to open yes. with that Eddie Cochran song? <laughs> sure. <'Cause>, do that. <laughs> Oi. Pagey. Plant. Showtime, mates. Let's get on stage. Now. Time's money, eh? It's really good. Now, now, do can you do um, Mini Peter Grant? Mini Peter Grant? Yeah, like the Peter Grant that was actually in vinyl. Look here, mates. I think his voice was way higher because he was so small. Look here, mate. That's good. Like that. Look here, mate. We're playing two nights at Madison Square Garden. Like that? That's great. You're really good at it. You're really good. You know, I feel like we've gotten so far off off course, though. Yeah. Wait, wait, fun, wait. I'm talking to the co- how, I'm talking to the coach of the Ratman. Right. Yeah. Well, you're having me do impressions of bands. Well, it was fun. It was fun. I'm sure it was fun. No, it listeners. kept it off. Tar- kept you off target from your apology. No, it didn't. I'm sure, it did. All right. Well, look. Anyway, my son Mikey, he came to the game yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's a very rare event. You know, I mean, he never comes, and like I said, we don't have a good relationship at all. And I'm doing everything I can to repair that relationship after I left him and his mother for that flagrant skank, Sheila Larson. Ugh. I know, that couldn't have gone worse, right? Okay. First she drained my bees, and then she drained my bank account. Oh, stop it. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Are you having a party there? Um, no, people are people are just laughing at how repellent that was. Okay, well, look, anyway, um, <laughs> what was that? That was me. Okay. Oh, did you fart? No, I was coughing. Okay. Well, look, anyway, I've been trying to make it up to Mikey, mm-hmm. and I know that he doesn't think of me as a, as a, you know, like a powerful father figure. Okay. So when umpire McDermott made that bad call, mm-hmm. I took it as, as my cue to show Mikey that I could stand up for myself and, and the team, and I guess I lost my head. And you went off. I, I went off, I trashed the dugout, and then unfortunately, you were in the line of fire. Yeah. And I wanted Mikey to see that I was in charge and also capable of extreme violence like he sees in his video games. You know, he loves his video games like... Mortal Death Rage 4 and Hooker Killer 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you wanted to show him that you could match the violence of a video game. I did, yeah. And as, as so that he would look up to you. Exactly, yeah. yeah like, like all kids look up to their fathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to take this opportunity to apologize to you and anyone else who might be listening who was at the game. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. It will never happen again. Uh, you know, I've, I've learned my lesson. I've been suspended for a few games. Mm-hmm. But I have to say it was worth it. Mikey and I are getting along great right now. Okay. Yeah, we're we're really bonding as a as a son and a, and, a, and a father. What? What's that, Mikey? Oh, he's there. He is. I. I thought you liked Diet Mister Pib. No. Oh, you like Mexican Diet Mister Pib? Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Sure, it is. How is it not? Oh my god. Wait, what is that? Oh my god. Mikey, what's happening? Oh my god, Mikey, you're rabid! Like Cujo in the book and subsequent film Cujo, colon, the rabid dog. Ah! Ah! Oh my god! Ah! Ah! Oh my god. That's your son? What is going on? Mikey, no! Mikey, no! Oh, my God! Oh, my God, Mikey, your arms have become chainsaws! Like in that campy Bruce Campbell film, Army of Darkness. What's that? Sam Raimi, who's that? Bruce Campbell directed that. All right, well, let... Oh, he's still... Oh, wait. Let my MD be it, okay? Hang on. Oh my, oh, you're all right. Oh my god, no! My arms are getting sawed off! Ah! You little crap! You little F. Oh my god. Mike. How about that? Mike. People, you get your shirts up yet? Working on it. Again, everybody go to apmike.bandcamp.com. He's going to sell these masses shirts. How about that? Mike's, Mike's making a little, uh, little run. Little run at it. Right? He's going to sell these shirts like crazy. He's going to make more money on this, this show in one week than I've made ever. I'm going to barf when he does. I'm going to barf. When he does just a sour stomach when he sells. And you know, the thing with him is he'll flash it around. It's sickening. And I'll say, you know what else is sickening? Last week, I guess was fleet week. Guess who was strutting all around New York city dressed in a, in a, in a naval outfit. That's right, AP Mike. He he was bragging to me that he went into Katz's Deli and that he made everyone salute him and then ordered like sandwiches and then when uh when he came time to pay he just said bill it to the navy. 
Mike, you got to stop that. It's going to catch up to you sometime. It's called Stolen Valor, and it's not cool. You know who is cool, though? Hayes Davenport, my guest. Hi, Hayes. Hi, Tom. How are you? Oh, so excited. I, let me fix my headphones really fast. Yeah. Get your headphones fixed. You can probably pull that mic up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, okay, sorry. There you go. There you go. It's so easy to do whenever I listen at home, I say... You know, just pull the mic. Out. You know, these people yeah. don't know. No, but and then it's hard to know. Then you're in the then you're in the seat, and yes. you're just like, "But what am I supposed <sighs> to do?" Yeah, I didn't know to put the mic yeah. up. This stolen valor thing is really, it's sickening, right? I think it's. I I don't know if he knows the difference now between fiction and reality mm-hmm. in terms of this thing. He was bragging to me. That he was carrying a woman around like an officer and a gentleman. Yeah. All over New York. Yeah. And he had that song, Love Lifts You, Love Lifts Us Up Where We Belong, from that movie, playing on a boombox. The woman was the boombox. He put a wig and lipstick on a boombox. Wow. And was carrying it around like an officer and a gentleman. Yeah, you can't do that. All around New York. Then he went down to the to the harbor, to the west the west side uh highway. And uh he went on the Intrepid, which is yeah. like a decommissioned sure. ship, and he was declaring war. He said things like Raise the mizzen mast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a battleship. Yeah. There's no mizzen mast on that. He was out there in the room when I was waiting to come in. Mm-hmm. He was um, taking calls and sort of caressing a folded flag. Oh. Just like, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's not, just for um, mm-hmm. some some guys we left behind. Yeah, but it was a f- in Sp- In Spain, I guess, yeah, or wherever, yeah. or in Mexico? Wherever. It wasn't even, it was Spain, but it wasn't even a Spanish flag. Uh-huh. It was a flag that hangs, it's a Burger King. Yeah, yeah. From Spain. It's the flag they fly out that just says Burger King on uh-huh. it. In Spanish. Yeah. And he was claiming that this... <laughs> Mike, just knock it off. All right? You can get in big trouble for that. Yeah. Because when these military dudes... Look, am I scared of these these uh, Navy guys? No. No. I got in like 12 fights last week. Yeah. With it's not guys. Memorial Day anymore. No. You know, you could I'm pretend to be scared of them on Memorial Day. <laughs> I'm 12-0 and 0 against yeah. these Navy guys over the past week. I'm 12-0. and 0. <laughs> And that's 12 fights. It was usually... Yeah. Three to five of them versus me. Not 12 guys, no. 12 fights. Yeah, it's probably yeah. like 60. So like 60 guys. 60 guys over the course of 12 fights. Mm-hmm. So I'm not scared of them. But yeah. everybody else, man, look out. Those guys come after you. They'll they'll get you. They're tough by other people's standards. Are you going to see now you now you can see now you see me? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, you, you better believe I'm going to see. You Who's your favorite um four horsemen? <laughs> um Not Jesse Eisenberg. Uh Jay Daniel Atlas? 
No. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a Merritt McKinney <laughs> Your... guy. Okay. And I'm gonna miss Henley Reeves, who's not, re- I'm, who's not returning, and I guess we'll find out why. Maybe because um, the actress playing her almost died uh-huh. making the first movie. Yeah, that might kind of discourage drowned you from, in re- a yeah in a faulty water tank. Oh, could you imagine? I also like Jack Wilder. Jack Wilder, the Fourth Horseman. Who are these people? Those the Four Horsemen. Who are these people? Like Jerry Seinfeld hearing about now you see me. Who are these people? You got Jack Wilder throwing cards? Because <laughs> they're like doing these magic tricks that yeah. aren't in any, that have nothing to but do with magic. But they still use, they seem to be able to manifest anything, mm-hmm. but they still use like birds. <laughs> yes. For almost everything they do, they use birds yeah. as a distraction. They can change weather and yeah. things like that, like summon lightning. Yes. But then they'll also, like, throw a card at you. <laughs> like, you'll get hit by by a playing card. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like one of those things where they're going to be like, here we go, back up the money truck. Now you see me too. And it's suddenly like, you know when people, like, drive around from theater to theater? Like, when it's, you always hear about, like, famous people just like, it's opening weekend. We just drive around. We see and just picture them like you guys might not want to drive around and check this out. Why? Seriously, just whatever you do, don't <laughs> let Jesse get in the car and drive from theater to theater. Wait, is it that bad? Oh, it's bad. <laughs> like they'll just walk him into like X Men and be like, yeah. Look at this crowd, buddy. They're yeah. all week three of <laughs> week three of X Men. They're like, oh, this is it's great. Still, still yeah. beating. Still, that's beating. a great. The the those movies are great too for um, like Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine. All their scenes, you will never see them mm-hmm. stand up, sit down, <laughs> or take a step <laughs> on screen. Yeah. It all happens off camera in an office somewhere. Yes. Yeah, just like. They're on like two different sets over the course of the thing, and you sort of get the impression that each set is, like rotates around to become <laughs> so the other can, set. Yeah, so they can just be like, "All right, then we'll bring." Okay, we'll just keep rolling, and we'll <laughs> by that point, Michael will be prepped. So it's just this circular stage that swings around. Yeah. I was thinking about this last when you were talking about Las Vegas mm-hmm. last week. Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. has been in two movies now where the premise is mm-hmm. that he's about to die. Bucket yeah. List and mm-hmm. Las Vegas, the idea behind those movies, where they tell him what it's about, yeah. it's like, so you're very old, you're going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> so. And you want to do like one last thing before you, you know, you before you die. So he's, imagine his agent fielding. <laughs> Just, I wonder if they just put like a stamp, like a thing on it that just says like, like, or there's two piles. They're like, this is the pile, the ones where he dies in the movie. These scripts over here are ones where he lives to the end of the movie. And there's just this giant pile. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you don't have anything or I make it to the end of this thing. Bucket list. Oh boy. Now Hayes, yeah, Davenport, host, co-host, co-host yeah. of 
Hollywood Handbook. Yes. Heard on the Earwolf Network. Yeah. We're going to do something tonight where we will, we, I can't get in to see this Hamilton. Have you seen Hamilton? Yeah. We you did. did. We did go see it. Yeah. We oh. got in. We got in. I learned a lot. You did? Mm hmm. Did you like take notes during it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know all about these history guys going in, but they taught me about it in a fun way. Uh-huh. So you just came out just telling everybody else about it. Yes. Like 90 it's minutes. It's the way, in. you know, I don't absorb that information unless it's like exciting, interesting mm-hmm. in a way that I can like understand. People my age can kind of get. Yeah. But it sounds like the music I listen mm-hmm. to. So they're like, if you want to learn, if we want these kids to learn. Yeah. Let's. May, let's put it into a theater where the supply and demand are so off tar, so yes. wildly skewed. $800. Yeah. So that they either have to wait two years or pay $800 yeah. for, uh, for one seat yeah. to learn about these things. And, but then for you, it seems like it was worth it. Like you learned a few Yeah, I amount. learned a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I can sort of tell people about now. But most of us, the, the people nod on Earwolf, yeah, and we right. don't have the the pull of that. And I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure, just a call went in, and it was just like, uh, yeah, we got a couple ear, a couple. Uh, that was an ad uh, trade deal. You know how the you have with advertisers. I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll sort of wine you and dine you to get you just to accept money from them. Yeah, in order to um, oh, so this was buy like, an ad. This was like a. A, a greasing of the wheels. Yes. Yeah. Just like, what if we throw some Hamilton tickets his way? Yeah. Then, yes, he will read that. This was a loot crate. The loot crate. He will tell everyone about Yeah. that this month's loot crate is Walking Dead. Yeah, a Deadpool sticker. It is a Walking Dead <laughs> themed box, but they're like, oh, dead. Deadpool. Yeah, they and... don't know. Look, these nerds will... Like, you just picture the contempt at Loot Crate. Look, I went to one of these Comic-Con things. These kids are animals. Put anything in the box. They don't know the difference. Yeah. Just, and then... You could see a guy just, like, opening up a box that he has and sweeping stuff off a table. Into <laughs> <laughs> a Loot Crate box. Like, fill these Loot Crate boxes. What? Just put... And guys just... Like that they have a, they probably have a joke to see what they can put in yeah. a thing without a complaint coming. Back. Or, you know what it is? It's a push broom and a dustpan. They show up after, <laughs> after everyone else, is, after, after it's over. Yeah. And just put it in the box. They don't know. Spider-Man. Galaxy Quest. They can't tell the difference. They stopped advertising. So you saw Hamilton. Yeah. For the rest of us, the hard hats, the... The gray people. The the, the, the what? The gray people. The gray people. That's what yeah. Steve Rubell used to call okay. people who couldn't get into Studio 54. Yeah. The re- the, the, the gray people, the... Um, the, 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 the tin knockers and the, yeah. the, the, the ham and eggers who just... Uh, just trying to get by from day to day. They we can't afford a ticket to Hamilton. So I'd like to bring that level of entertainment 
the next best thing to American history is internet comment sections. Yeah. Probably. It's probably current history. Like that, you learned about past history. Yeah. This, this is present history. It's certainly where the, yeah, the history is being written today. Mm-hmm. So we, but I know a lot of people are like, oh, I can't hang with these comment sections. Yeah. But what they need is they need to put in the form. They need it performed for them. Yes. Like that needs to be fun the way you needed the history in Hamilton to be fun. Right. This is how we can get today's kids interested in right. comment sections. Right. But where, but you know, you haven't seen it. So I should, you know, there is singing in Hamilton and rap okay. and stuff, but we're not going to be doing that. Right. We don't have to. We don't have to rap. No, it's going to be think. like a serious. Yeah, we'll we'll like a dramatic play. These are like plays, not like yeah, a musical. plays. Right. Yes. So we'll go through some comment sections uh, yeah. and and do our our interpretations of them. I saw a serious play last night. I'm very attuned to okay. the rhythms of this mm-hmm. kind of thing. And mm-hmm. guess who was in it? Who was in the play you saw last night? The host of. The the ACN host Will McAvoy, Jeff Daniels. I oh you don't I don't know who that is. His name is Jeff. Okay. Uh, All I know is the guy who hosts you know ACN the guy that uh, you know gave that sort of inflammatory. He did that uh, that Q and A at Northwestern where he pretty much told them that America wasn't the best country in the world. Yeah. People did not like that. That turned out to actually be a setup. Okay. Um, that made the news mm-hmm. as well. Um, his boss, Charlie, uh, it turned out sort of arranged to have that question asked in order to sort of get to Will McAvoy's, yeah, bring him fire back. under his, yeah, his keister. keister. Mm, we both said keister. Same time. That's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm not, I'm not nuts about that. So we'll be doing that during the show. I want to yeah. ask you though, uh huh, Hayes Davenport, yeah, about Hollywood Handbook, mm-hmm. the hit podcast. Yeah, we are getting more listeners, but our advertisers have declined. Mm-hmm. We have an inverse relationship somehow between advertisers and, and listeners. Listeners. Mm-hmm. Last week we had zero advertisers. Yes, not listeners. Advertisers. More listeners than ever. Yeah. There was a thread I noticed, speaking of internet comments. Yeah. I believe it was on Reddit, where I've been on Hollywood Handbook a few times. Yeah. And somebody said, hey, is Tom this good of an actor? Yeah, I saw that. Or was he actually, like, mad when he was there? When you did the first one, I think, is what this was in reference to. Like, was I in on the joke? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that when you read something like that are you what, what's the first thing well i remember the exact thing which was like some person mm-hmm. chimed in and it was like no tom he had mentioned the show on his show before he mm-hmm. knew what it was he and hayes know each other or whatever there's like this whole history he was not mad and then some a different person respond came back and responded like i don't know he sounds pretty bad <laughs> Just right, listening thanks. to this, and yeah. uh, he um, he sounds really mad. Well, he's certainly doing and saying a lot of things that mad people yeah. do. Yeah, and I remember somebody else responded and said, he is a great actor. Well, that is what they're going to get a taste of yeah. tonight. Yeah. Get ready for this. And you also performed, you and 
your 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 co partner Sean yeah, yeah. Clements. Yeah. Here's a little tidbit. Yeah. Shows you something about the relationship between me and John, how we think of each other. We had to do bio. We did this vulture festival yes. last weekend and we had yes. to do bios for it. Mm-hmm. And I describe myself as the co-host of Hollywood handbook. Uh-huh. And guess what he wrote to host. describe him? Host. Host. Yeah. The host. Mm-hmm. It's very telling. But you said, yeah, co-partner. Co-partner. This is a message, Sean. You got a co-host, bro. You're a co-host and you have a co-host. He, he might think it's host and co-host. Yeah, but it's – so he thinks yeah. you're like – he thinks you're like – like if you had a guitar, he would think you're like the band leader of Hollywood Handbook. Right, yes. The um, the Reggie Watts. The Kevin, yeah. The Kevin Eubanks. Kevin Eubanks. The whoever James Corden's guy is. It's Reggie Watts. Oh, I'm sorry. So, you did the thing at the Vulture Fest, as I yeah. did. I was also. Oh, um, who's? Oh, I, I don't know who Stephen Colbert's is. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, John Baptiste and oh, and yes. uh, and almost human. Okay. Sorry. Yes, you also did a thing at Vulture Fest. I'm there. You're there. I noticed though. Nope. When I went to go to the Vulture website. My picture was not apparently taken at this thing, mm. but I noticed, oh, there's Hayes. Oh, there's Sean. Yeah. Oh, there's everyone else on How Did This Get Made? Sure. Oh, I guess I didn't make it to the Vulture photo booth or wherever that took place. You saw, so what you looked at, you went to the Vulture blog mm-hmm. and they said, look, check out photos of all the stars who were at, at Vulture was, Fest. I think they said everyone. Every, yes. And yeah. And you thought like, oh, well, maybe it's just like hosts and no guests, but no, our guest, Alex Blumberg, yeah, was on the list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't mention his name. Yeah, no, but got his picture in there. Yeah. I think you got away. I think you you should be glad you didn't. Those pictures are gruesome. Sean and I were texting each other last night being sad about our our pictures being. I think they're very nice. Too close. I Too think close they, up. I think they look nice. Mike, who's good here? And then we'll start getting into the performative component of the show. Your shirts are for sale now, right? People can go to apmike.bandcamp.com and order one of Mike's, uh, the Masses shirts. Masses Tavern. He works there. Now you can get the shirt. Best show. Hello? Yeah. Yep, how's it going? Oh, it's great. How are you? Uh, you know, I can't complain. What's your name? Uh, Andrew Gall. Where are you calling from, Andrew? Uh, North Dakota. Or in, I guess on the border of North Dakota and Minnesota. Ah. So what yeah. can I do for you, Andrew? Well, well, I want to wish, uh, Hayes Davenport, uh, I, I, well, actually, I hope he's having a good time. Comfortable time. Are you and, having a comfortable yeah. time? Thank you, yes. Thank you for checking in on me. I am having a good time, and I am comfortable. Yes, I, I am an avid fan. I'm also a fa- uh, gallstone on your forums. Yeah, uh, I know this guy. This is a sort of a new guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm new. I'm sorry. These guys I, I'm still, come in I'm, and out. 
Oh, I'm not. I'm, oh, I'll, I'll be here to stay, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, famous last words. Yeah. Famous oh, last see, words. Yeah, I know. You know what they do that's very insulting to me? What's a that? lot of the old fans on the forums yeah. stop contributing, uh-huh. but they communicate with each other on like a secret, private sure. forum. Which means, all that means is, they're complaining about you guys Yes, there, they're saying they things that they don't want us to hear. Yeah. That's exactly They're right. moaning about the show. Yes. Yes, yeah. No, I, I kind of want to, I'm trying to get into that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to communicate to those guys. You know, through PMs and stuff, and I really, I, I can't get to them. Yeah. They're very close off. For their well, I wish you nothing but the best of luck with that. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Kat from Raleigh. Kat from Raleigh. What's going on in Raleigh tonight? Well, um... Later in the week, I'm going to be moving to a new and bigger apartment, and I'm also getting my first car ever this week. That's exciting. What kind of car are you getting? A Civic. A Honda Civic. You can't go wrong. I've had a couple Honda Civics in my life. Yeah, literally everyone has told me about them, and that makes me feel like encouraged and good. It's going to be good. You're going to love it. So what's going well, on, Kat? Are you taking dramatic readings from listeners, or is it just you and Hayes? I think just Hayes and myself are going to perform the Why? Do you have one you want? I would let you try one if you wanted to. Just to uh, prime sorry, the yeah, I just, I just, I, I just really misunderstood it, and I feel embarrassed. No, come on, you can do it. You can do it. Okay, do it. well, um, well, I was just before I called in, I was thinking, what could I read? And I was thinking of Tumblr drama, but that's a little too either inside baseball or swearing or both. No. It's tough to but, find it without I, swearing. I was yes. trying to look for some, and a lot of them are very cussy. Yes. But but then instead, I thought of one I see the gold mine is any classic rock song on YouTube. And let me just redo a couple choice nuggets. Okay. Are you going to be doing all the characters? Um, I'm going to, well, <laughs> no, let me just read you a couple long ones. Okay. And, like, why, this is on the, the like, a lyric video for Stairway to Heaven. Um, okay. Why do adults make such a big deal about 90s kids actually knowing the lyrics to this song? I was in Penn Station where some people were performing this song. I started singing along, and this guy with crazy eyes comes up to me and starts asking all these questions. How old are you? Why do you know this song? Our generation isn't as lost as you think it is. There's a lot of people my age who know Stairway to Heaven. We don't live under a rock. That never happened. No. Isn't it? But what could lead him to be decide that he had to make up a story to justify asking that question? He just wants people to know that he knows the words of the song. But if he knows the words of the song, why is he consulting the lyrics video for for Stairway to Heaven? Heaven. It's just the the wrong place to tell that story. Sorry, go ahead. There's another one that says, I'm 16. And it annoys me so much when most kids of today offer my own friends on the bus saying how a new dubstep song has so much meaning and requires so much talent. Anyone can press a few buttons and make a noise that today is, for some mess up reason, known as a song. I'm one of the only people in my school that enjoys this type of music, and I feel that it's starting to fade away. It's a shame that this type of music has played such an important role for music as a whole over the past decades, 
and is now being ignored in the likes of Justin Bieber and rappers that have dollar sign in their name. Cat. Yeah. That was amazing. That was good. I was a lot like that kid. Specifically, because I got a, a compilation called Mullets Rock. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? <laughs> Mullets Rock. Yes. I, I think I remember the, the, the cover art. I, yeah. I actually very narrowly avoid being one of those kids like 12 years ago because um, I started, I mean, my favorite band is The Cars, and I started falling in love with them by listening to the classic rock radio, and I had a couple months where I thought, wait, is there no good music out there nowadays? But then I heard the debut album by Franz Ferdinand, and my faith in modern music was restored. Yes, you were off to the races then. Just <laughs> like you'll be racing around in your Honda Civic! <laughs> now, Kat, you've given me the confidence to go forward with this. I'm going to do one now, so I'm going to say goodbye to you. I hope you're doing well. Please let me know how you're doing. Okay, drop me a line. Oh, yes, please. yes. Okay, I will call. I don't have the bubonic plague. <laughs> no, but you, you, we've talked. I talked to you when I saw you. I just want to make sure you're okay. That's all. Yes, I, I have good news in any case. Good. Okay. Well, let me know. I, uh, I will talk to you soon. Yes. Okay. Thank have, you so have much. Have a great night. Great. Bye. Bye. I would like to read something. This is from Yelp. Charles Oakley, the power forward for the former power forward for the New York Knicks, has a car wash. Out in in New York City. And this is a Yelp review from December 17th of 2015. By Blessin G. Yonkers. Four stars. My sister threw up in the car, so I had her buy the most expensive interior detailing that Oakley's offered. They did four hours of work for almost 120 bucks, and the car hasn't looked that clean in a long time. I told him to focus on the passenger seat, because that is where she made the mess. The car smelled really bad when I brought the car in, and it smelled great when it came out. But the reason Oakley's lost a star was because my mother said the car still smelled when I picked her up. I realized that the seatbelt was thrown up on and wasn't cleaned. Oakley's deserved five stars, but they needed to get rid of that smell. I'm having my sister scrub that seatbelt every time she gets into the car. Did you find that? Did you go look for reviews of Charles Oakley's car wash? Yes. That oh, is, wow. That is what made me think of this that's concept great. was that. That's really good. So that's an exciting tribute yeah. to the cleaning of Charles Oakley's car wash. Four stars. <laughs> Not five, though. No, seatbelt got thrown up on. <laughs> they, they didn't catch the Did throw up on the seatbelt. <laughs> Oh, I'm here with Hayes Davenport, co-host. Yeah. That's right, co-host, one half of Hollywood Handbook, my favorite podcast, Hollywood Handbook. So funny. A part of the Earwolf family. 
this was my did I have ever told you how I used to listen to this show? What my sort of show listening ritual was? No. I wasn't really working. I was li- or I was like a tutor in LA, so I had okay. a lot of uh downtime. Mm-hmm. And every day I would go to Ralph's. You know Ralph's. Yeah, sure. Uh it's grocery. Sort of, yeah, it's like the fair way of LA, I okay. would say. It's like a step down from some of the other ones. And I would get two things of sushi. <laughs> It's a grocery store sushi. Yes. And mm-hmm. sit in the parking structure, mm-hmm. like the shaded okay. parking structure, uh-huh. and listen to the show Ooh. in my car. And these boxes would pile up and like stale soy sauce, <laughs> with, like the stench of it were you, would are always we talk, be in my car. Like imitation crab? Or we, no, or just, I moved on from that. Uh It was like your basic salmon and like tuna okay. rolls. Sure. So mm-hmm. you'd be like... It's best show time. Yeah. The Don't. spicy ones too with just mm-hmm. like just mayo, just gross mayo. <laughs> yeah. That orange mayo. Yes. Yeah. Some of that stuff you you see it's like, "Oh, it's sushi." It's just like Yeah. Some of it could be the worst thing for you. And ever. some of it has like a shiny green sort of tint mm-hmm. on it. That I don't know. I guess I just hadn't had that much of the real kind, and so I just thought that was how it was supposed to look. Dudio, mm. the dude who built the studio. Yeah, he's the guy who um, missed last week's show. God knows where he was. We don't. Never heard a peep from him. <laughs> just comes in this week like nothing happened. <laughs> it's like, hey. Oh, hey, hey yourself. Where were you last week? And he goes, oh, here and there. <laughs> he just sent me. What is this now? Chris Angel? So Chris Angel's cousin owns a diner in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Billy's Downtown Diner. It's the Yelp Review. So there's some Haley. So uh, how should we do this? How should we jump into these interpretive readings? Is this a this isn't a back and forth? This seems like these are not these people are not fighting, are they? No, they're impressed. They're just impressed. Do it. Okay, I'll, I'll start one, and then we'll get it started, then we'll get it rolling. Gordon M from Boston, Massachusetts. This is the classic three star review. Nothing's truly wrong with the place, but still, the same nothing jumps out at you and makes you say, Yes, this is great! And you won't be telling your friend, We have to go back here! I went there with my boss while we were working at Lehigh University. The food was okay. I cannot say it was memorable in terms of flavors or textures. The restaurant was clean. The staff was friendly. I learned who Chris Angel is. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then it ampersand trails off. I'll do one more. Bob R. Two stars. Billy sits in a rough end of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's been around for a while, and its primary claim to fame is that Billy is related to Chris Angel, the magician. There were five of us there on a Sunday afternoon. 
The place is not very large, but it was fairly empty because of the time of day. When you enter, you are greeted by autographed pictures of all the celebrities that have been there. Some, it seems, may just be publicity photos, giving the impression they were there. (laughs) (laughs) Billy also seems to have a thing for Miss Pennsylvania, as many different (laughs) ones are posted around the seating area. There are also several posters and photo of Chris Angel either performing or with Billy. Billy was there at the counter, talking to people, taking money at the register. I always like it when the owner is visible. It makes one think they are proud of what they built. What they've built. Restaurants are about food. Food was blah. I had a hamburger with fries. Neither were memorable. Everyone at our table felt about the same way. (laughs) (laughs) It was an experience seeing a new place. I don't get out that way often. When I do, there are lots of other good restaurants in Bethlehem to try out. Bob R. (laughs) That guy who went in there not knowing who Chris Angel was. Yeah, he just... Yeah, he learned about Chris Angel. (laughs) (laughs) Just like... I'm going to check this. Guy. Oh, okay. Wait, mind fruit. Yeah. He's a mind freak. I like his food. I might enjoy his magic as well. <laughs> yeah, I like his cousin's food. If this guy's cousin <laughs> is half as good at magic as Billy is at, din- at running this diner, <laughs> I think I just found a new favorite magician. Hayes, is there anything you'd like to try? I sent you one from Deadline. This is okay. just one like yeah. oh, okay. the um the box office <laughs> the weekly box office ones. Mm-hmm. Um you might have to scroll down um I don't know, I sent you a couple oh, for X Men Apocalypse. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Go ahead. You can start. This is like the weekly box office return mm-hmm. post always has like a hundred and fifty yeah. comments on it. From people pretending to be studio executives. A lot of those, but it's also, as you'll see, people accusing each other of being studio executives at the slightest (laughs) provocation. If you offer an opinion, you are a paid executive. You're you're on the take. Yes. Okay. Anonymous. Now, this is about X-Men Apocalypse. This is the review. X-Men Apocalypse review. Marvel's new mutant saga mixes old with new. And fans should eat it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This one is Pete Hammond's review. Mm -hmm. Uh, I sent you a bunch of things. A lot of them are about Apocalypse. So, yeah. Anonymous. This franchise has well and truly disappeared up its own A (laughs) at this point. Yeah. I saw it last night and I loved it. I feel sorry for all the critics who aren't enjoying it. I like your point that, hey, it is a comic book movie. I really like these X-Men movies better than other superhero movies because they seem to touch on more significant dramatic themes about human nature. I dare you to binge watch this franchise without feeling like it disrespected your intelligence and recall. I watched all the films before seeing X-Men Apocalypse. Quite an awesome viewing experience. You have obviously not seen the film. Jubilee doesn't use her powers. There is no scene with her hands. 
Also, this is Oscar Isaac's worst performance. I disagree. He portrayed Apocalypse perfectly. Casting was spot on. I was surprised you gave it a positive review. It is getting savaged by critics. This goes on forever. I sent you some other ones that I think are better, that are sort of along these lines, that are more fighty. So you want to go to the one... uh... Oh, here, the one that you posted into the thread? Yes. Okay. I pasted it into an email. Okay, here we go. Yes. You want to start it off? Sure. Meh. <laughs> After the mess that was Days of Future Past, I'm skipping Apocalypse. Obvious Disney shill. How old are you? Twelve? I have collected comics for 25 years. X-Men is terrible. Batman vs. Superman is better, and it was just mediocre. Captain America gets the characters right. How old are you? Shills tend to be childish, immature. You are a shill, a Disney shill. X-Men is good, you're lost, but whatever. I do not care what you think, shill. Obvious Fox shill. Deadpool was ten times better than X-Meh Apocalypse. That's their play on Apocalypse. Yes, Apocalypse yeah. word. Yeah. No, no, it is not. Wait. No, no, it is not. That is the problem with today's society. Childish, crass, and not intelligent. Social media just makes it worse. X-Men Apocalypse is miles better than Deadpool. Ah, another egotistical moron who thinks their personal opinion is in fact so much so that those who disagree must be paid liars. Ignorance truly is bliss, isn't it? And then it keeps going. I say another. It continues. I wouldn't call this a Marvel film since it's not part of the cinematic universe and really Brian Singer's beast. I don't see this. Sorry. It's in the next email. Oh, it's in the next one. Sorry. sorry. Yes. The next email. Here we go. Okay. Starting with Apocalypse was just okay. Okay, there we go. Apocalypse was just okay. The critics have an idea that it's a step back from Days of Future Past, which I find overrated, but it's not nearly as bad. I just wanted to do well this weekend because the more this movie makes, the less Alice and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles do make. I absolutely do not like it that Baxter Stockman, Bebop, and Rocksteady, and Krang are in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles (laughs) 2. Because I've wanted to see them in a live-action Turtles movies, but this looks like crap. The remake was crap. The only good one was the 1990 film. Parts of the second one. I said parts! The rest is crap. The dancing, eh. And bits of the CGI one, the fourth movie. So, yeah. I hope X-Men is number one next week, as well as this weekend. I can't get over how stupid your username is. I'm sorry. I We have to say what his username is, okay. the guy I was just reading. His username is only six official Star Wars movies. Episodes one through six are canon. That is all. <laughs> that is... That's... That's not a that's not a, a subject line. This is his username. His username. Yes. Only six Star Wars <laughs> movies, comma, 
episode one through six are canon, comma, that is all. <laughs> yes, that's his username. I can't get over how stupid your username is. To include the prequels in anything is like announcing, I'm stupid! Ignore my opinions! The prequels. Ridiculous. And that guy's name is Largo. Yes. And so this is only six official Star Wars movies episodes where these things are canon. That is all responding. I can't believe how stupid you are. (laughs) Not noticing my username is a fact. And also cannot believe how daft and stupid you are for not noticing that the prequels are canon and done by Lucas officially and try things differently. Whereas the not canon Disney Star Wars film, a remake, just plagiarized everything from the Star Wars movies, the six canon ones. Episode 3 is so awesome. Your opinions are wrong because it is a fact that Episode 3 is totally awesome. Disney remake Star Wars remake. Ridiculous. Key Largo, 1948 film. Excellent film. Largo U. Ridiculously stupid. Facts. That's it. That is only six official Star Wars movies, comma, Episode 1 through 6 are canon. That is all. That is all. Rebutting Largo. Largo. But also owning the Key Largo is an excellent, excellent film. film. Yes. But you. Largo you. Largo you. Ridiculously stupid. Ridiculously stupid. That's a randomly selected deadline. Yes. Uh, box office post. Deadline Hollywood, the, the, the website that does trade stuff, uh, where you can get the scoops. Yeah. What else is good here? A couple people sent. Let's see. Let me find something here. Yelp review of the JFK Assassination Museum. All right. Let me see this. All right. I'll email you this, and then we can bounce. Okay, Maybe great. we can bounce through a few of these. In the meantime, do you want to guess some of the songs that are on Mullet's Rock? Songs on Mullet's Rock. I'll give you like a couple and then I'll bet you can get the other ones very easily. Um, There's like... Um, what year are we talking about? Well, it came out in like uh, like 98 or something like okay. that. But um, the songs on it are like the biggest songs of... Okay. Of the different bands of that era. Like, for example, Any Way You Want It mm-hmm. by Journey is on there. That's the Journey okay. song, so you sure. don't get any more Journey okay. songs. Um, Smokin' mm-hmm. by Boston. Okay. Not more than a feeling. Yeah, no, Smokin'. But in general, it's like the biggest hits. Sure. So you get three mm-hmm. guesses and you have to get two right. Okay. Ario Speedwagon. Yes. Uh, uh, t- taken on the, take, right? No, what is it? I can't fight this feeling? Roll with the changes. Roll with, see, but those, that's, that's like, a big one. But it's not the biggest one. It's pretty big. Okay, that's your one miss. My one miss. Yeah. Jeepers, creepers. The cars? No. They're not on it? Hmm. Um, Okay. It's two discs, too. It's two... Okay. Yeah, so there are 35 songs. 35 songs. We're thinking Journey. Uh, Kansas? Yes. Uh, is it uh, Is it uh, Carry On My yes. Wayward Son? Yes. Okay. Great. All right. I got... Hmm. 
can't miss this one. Or I get it. I don't know what it is, but I'm... There's a guy that, uh... There's a a couple. Let me think. No cars on there, uh, uh, is, uh... For some reason, I want to go. No, I'm not going to do that. That's a stupid one. I'm not going to say Dire Straits. I bet you there's no Dire Straits on there. There's no Dire Straits. Yeah, I'm going to say if we're going with Kansas, then I would probably say Sticks. There is no Sticks. There's no Sticks on there. I may have misled you. Okay, I can get this though. I can get one. If there's, let's see. We're talking classic rock. There's probably no Van Halen on no. there. No. It's probably too expensive. This is like mullety. There's some Southern stuff, mm. but I don't want you to say Skinner Flirting because with the, Skinner, the Skinner one is, is Simple Man. Flirting with Disaster is on Mullet's okay. Rock. All right. So I'm you did it. Then I did it. Flirting with Disaster, baby. You could have also said Smoke on the Water, sure. Hot Blooded, Slow Ride, Mississippi Queen. Bono. All, Bono. all great options. Smoking in the Boys Room. By Brownsville Station. Yes, this was the only CD I had. So for you a long just time. for a fair amount of time you yeah. would listen to "Hold the Line," Two Tickets to Paradise. Yeah, Toto. Mm-hmm. Hold the line. Mm-hmm. Bow now now Whoa 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 whoa! Right? Yeah. JFK Museum, sixth floor museum at Dealey Plaza. Yelp reviews. One Star by Ben B. This museum convinced me that there is a conspiracy in the Kennedy assassination, and it's making $16 per person. (laughs) Think about it, though. All the evidence is there. They take an emotionally charged event that happenstance may take place in a pretty ho-hum city, have a bunch of people with PhDs go on TV and talk about how they know better than everyone else. Must have been hard to convince them. Throw a few black and white photos on the wall and bam! You have the sixth floor conspiracy museum. It's genius. I'll sum up the museum. Three minutes of the 60s being turbulent, five minutes of inspirational JFK quotes, and a couple hours of pseudo-forensics. Really? Half the museum is dedicated to sentences that start with, Some Americans believe. JFK would probably be rolling in his grave if he weren't worried that Dallas would start charging admission to see it. Do you have it? Have what? Dude, I sent you the link to it. Oh, yes. And so I'm continuing this one? Can you do the next one? That was Ben B. One star. What's the ne- What's the name on the next one? George D. Yes. Jorge. Jorge, sorry. Jorge. This is a great museum that you must do if you come to Dallas. We were there for a long weekend, so the place was packed. That being said, it was still worth it. The audio tour is top knock. It takes you through JFK's early years, campaigning, presidency, death, and even some crazy conspiracy theories. It starts with a lot of pictures, and the audio tour walks you through what is going on masterfully. There is even some expanded audio, in case you want to delve deeper into any of the areas, which I did. Once you get to the assassination, the museum literally opens up. It starts with still frames from the Zapruder film, and goes directly to the AP teletype, showing the events in real time, and culminates in the corner where Oswald took the shot. It's very surreal to be there. 
This next part of the museum is dedicated to the investigation and all the people involved. There is a full model of the area that the FBI used to recreate the crime and a final panel on the conspiracy theories. You must do this. Five stars. Five stars from Jorge. I'm going to do Becky T. Two, oh, no, she, wait. I'm going to do... Let me do a low one here. Well, everybody likes this museum. I don't know. I'm making fun of. i got to get down to this thing. A lot of the people... I saw a lot of the people who were ah. complaining were about the rude service. <laughs> okay. The security guards are very rude. I also sent you one if you want to read that yeah. someone tweeted at you that I think is pretty good. Okay. Let's do this. Let's see. But I want to be Cash Presley 32 in this one. Okay. I have to blow it up. It's kind of small. Yeah. This is a, that's a conversation on, I think, YouTube between Torterra and Cash Presley 32. Okay. Do we know what this ties to to start, to start this discussion? I don't know. I, I, I think it's like some kind of repetitive scenario, mm-hmm. which causes Torterra to make this comment. Okay. But I'm gonna, you're gonna be Cash Presley. I'm gonna be Cash Presley 32. So I'll start it off as Torterra. Yeah. Groundhog Day, anyone? My favorite holidays are number one, Christmas. Number two, Easter. Number three, Thanksgiving. Number four, Fourth of July. Number five, St. Patrick's Day. Um, okay. I was talking about Groundhog Day, the movie, but good for you. I have never heard of that movie. My favorite genres are Western and comedy from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and and some 90s, like Tim Allen, Robin Williams, George Lopez, Bill Cosby, Don Knotts, Eddie Griffin, Red Fox, Carol O'Connor, and the Three Stooges. My favorite movie is Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. However, my favorite actor is John the Duke Wayne. (laughs) Huh. I would have thought that everyone would have seen Groundhog Day at least once. It's on Amazon Instant Video. I like Robin Williams, too. He was absolutely perfect as the genie. I never saw it and never heard of it. I'm either listening to 50s rock and classic country (laughs) and some other music and watching classic TV shows from the decades I mentioned and classic movies from the decades I mentioned. I do like some new movies, but I just haven't heard of Groundhog Day. A few titles of new movies I like are Wild Dogs, (laughs) Old Dogs, Ghost Rider, Night of the Museum 1, 2, 3, Pink Panther 2, Hotel Transylvania, Paranorman, Coraline, Mars Needs Mobs. New comment. Right now I'm watching Father of the Bride Part 1, and then Part 2, and after that, I'm going to watch Grumpy and Grumpier Old Men with Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. Wow. That's Cash Presley Cash 32. Cash Presley 32. So, From Future Canon. So his favorite... Musicians must be Johnny Cash and Elvis Presley. Yes. You know what I'm going to do, Hayes Davenport? Yeah, what? Co-host of Hollywood Handbook, which, look, I do this segment called, what's it called? Who Sucks in Podcasting? It's called Who Sucks in Podcasting. You knew it was never going to end up on that Hollywood Handbook. What a relief, huh? Yeah, there was a, a time before we met. Mm-hmm. Where I think had things gone a little bit different. There were times when you were looking over lists of all the Earwolf shows, Seeing. and you could have. Yeah. So we this, would never have met had you mentioned so, our show because I would have driven off the road. This is you in Ralph's parking, par, the yes. parking garage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this is this I is how taken, it's going. 
Yeah. I'll do both parts on this one. Yeah. What are these stupid podcasts? Look at this earwolf. What are these things here? It's combing down it. Coming close. What is this? Fogel nest files in your... Now cut to the garage. <laughs> That's F. That's F. H's. Only a couple letters. Wait. Oh, please. Don't let him. Don't. What is this other thing? Improv for humans? Oh! Oh, thank God! He didn't! Yes. We were... This was when we were doing the reality show, too, where we... I think we were just too small for you to even pay attention to. But you were going after, like, Harmar Superstar and stuff. Well, I was not going after him, was I? I was just... I forget. I like him. I like Harmar Superstar. I think that's what you said after you went after him. Look... Me going after people yeah. means a lot less than when somebody actually, like, goes after somebody. It's arbitrary. I was scared. You <laughs> Oh, please. No. Not reality show show. Please don't. <laughs> please don't mention it. And what's this other dumb thing here? Like, I'm... Yo, is this racist? Oh, he's at the wise. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Dodge another pull. Beep, boop, 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 beep, beep, beep. Sean? Yeah, it's Hayes. Yeah, I sound weird because I got a mouthful of sushi. Yeah. No, salmon. No, spicy. No, the green mayo. The green stuff. He would like, never ask. He I would never like, ask me. What I, I don't like eating. it either. <laughs> oh, he just, he just, we just dodged a bullet, buddy. You know what I'm going to do? I went what? the other night to see this band, A Giant Dog, at the cake shop in New York City. So great. And who opened for them? That's right. None other than They Live, fronted by Pat Byrne, who was one of the producers on this show. And I'm telling you, this guy put on such a show. What a front man. Such a, you know what I'm going to do for you, Pat? Pat, you were so good, it stays between us. What do you think of that? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm not even gonna mention the story. Oh wow. No, I'm not gonna even say what it was. He wasn't that oh, come on, he wasn't No, you wasn't know it, that good. it wasn't no, he was great. He was great, and he was so great, he's now exempt from the story ever being told. Sorry, but don't worry, Pat. No one will ever hear the story. <laughs> but right now I'm going to play something from A Giant Dog, and then I'll come back with Hayes Davenport. This song, they did live. It's called Too Much Makeup. They're on Merge. The album is called Pile. They're so great. Here's a giant dog. Not a whole lot of room between tracks there. It's like that. Side one of the Raspberry's greatest hits, anyone? No? Only me? What a good album. Raspberries, greatest hits. Were they on mullet rock, Hayes? No. The Raspberries? No. no, they were not on mullets rock. Surrender, 
Working for the weekend, of course. Mm-hmm. Who we talked about last week on the show, Loverboy. Mm-hmm. Headband pioneers. That's right. Loverboy. Right, Mike? Who did we decide started the headband in rock? Not Jimi Hendrix. He was wearing a scarf. Was it Mike Reno from Loverboy? There's Alan Vega. I think it was Alan Vega. That's right. Sorry. I get nothing from Mike. Mike, which one was it? Was it Mike Reno? That's who you proposed. (laughs) The institutional memory of the show. AP Mike, everyone. (laughs) Guy's already just... He's selling these shirts over at apmike.bandcamp.com. I'm already regretting this. Selling them like crazy, these masses shirts. Unbelievable. I uh, I went to Seattle uh, over the weekend. I was a part of the Sasquatch Festival. I'll talk about that another day. I'm not talking about it now because there will not be a show if I... <laughs> Open that chapter of my brain back up again. <laughs> um, nice. I met some nice people there, though. I love the one guy who uh, yelled out, "You're not funny." He was a great future friend. <laughs> love him. Thank you for that, my friend. It's also nice when uh, savages just uh, started playing on the stage 600 feet away and suddenly it's hard to hear two dudes talking on a stage funny how that works could he have been yelling at savages that guy well I think they would probably say that's a fair point <laughs> we're not funny we haven't thought much about yeah. being funny yeah Oi, we're supposed to be Jenny, funny Jenny Beth so flying back not a great weekend i go to the movies i see the nice guys starring ryan gosling Mm -hmm. and russell crowe first of all i'll say this sorry i go no please you say ryan gosling and russell Mm crowe gosling crowe this movie's for the birds oh brother (laughs) and that's if if you like that hollywood handbook Imagine two guys doing that <laughs> at the same time. When one is reloading, the other one's firing. The other one's firing, and they alternate. Um, it's it's refreshing to see a movie star in a thing where I'm just like, huh? Well, I'm in better shape than that guy. <laughs> like Russell Crowe, it's like yeah. he was gladiator like not that long ago. Now he's just like glad I ate that burrito five minutes before filming started. <laughs> and I might have another. I mean he's wow. but he's really good in it. And I enjoyed it so much. Maybe because I was trying to blot out the day. Maybe because I loved the movie. Flying back. Sitting. Window seat. Not my call. Usually like the middle seat. Mm. I was asked for the middle seat. 
No, I asked for the aisle seat. Can you imagine? I want the middle seat. Wouldn't you be worried? Wouldn't you be like, we can't let you on this plane? <laughs> yeah. If somebody's just like, do you have any middle seats available? <laughs> My girlfriend was booking a seat, a uh, flight recently where all, only the middle seats were filled. Uh-huh. No, I mean, I assume That's it was some so kind of weird. glitch. And, yeah. and so she went, it was like the most convenient flight mm-hmm. time for her and yeah. she just went to a different. She walked. Flight. Cause yeah. it means something is, I'd something hitchhike. is wrong. Yeah. I'd hit, yeah. There's something up with this flight. Or it's like a pattern. What if it spelled something? <laughs> like yeah. the, the, the book seat spells yes. something. <laughs> Window seat. Flying during the NBA Western Conference Finals. So I'm watching nothing, nothing worse than watching the team you want to win lose on an airplane. Because there's, like, nothing you can do with it. You're just, like, squished up with the screen three inches from your face. You're watching Russell Westbrook jack up another three with the screens right up. Then I got to watch Mo Spates. <laughs> and it goes in. And then he's, like, acting like, I knew that would happen. No, you didn't. You score five points a game. Well, I guess he would know. At one point, he's got to make three. Three of the five. He's like, I'm... Um, Three-fifths of the way there. So, I'm, but I'm watching most of the flight. I'm watching Impractical Jokers. I watched probably six episodes of Impractical Jokers. Mm-hmm. And I was having so much fun watching. I was laughing. I was, I was laughing. I had to stifle my laughter. Because it's like... On an airplane, the best thing when they have the TV for me is it's just like, oh, good, there's eight Seinfelds on in a row. This will cover yeah, most of go- crossing America. So I'm watching Impractical Jokers. And then there's a scene where, because you know how the show works. They got the headset. Mm-hmm. They're saying things. They're making the other Jokers do the thing that they say. And then Joe, Joe Gatto loses and then then you get put through the hall of horrors when you lose so he's at jfk airport bat at the baggage claim area and i i they did this thing to him where they made him put people's suitcases back onto the carousel <laughs> it's like he opens the envelope it's just like Put people's bags back on the carousel. He's like, oh, no, not a... So he's doing so, and it was watching him do it. I started laughing. And then the final thing said that a blow-up doll is going to be coming around. You need to go get it and announce to everybody that that's, that there was your blow-up doll that you checked and is coming through the baggage. I laughed so much. That I hit my tray and I had like an, a cup filled with seltzer on it and it went all over. Oh, no. It fell all over my pants. I'm just like, oh, I better get up and I'm telling you, within 20 seconds of the thing spilling, hey, everybody, this is the captain. Uh, we're heading, we're heading to some very severe turbulence. So, uh, I'm going to ask everybody just please, uh, stay in seat, stay in your seats for the next half hour. So I'm just like soaking wet. For a half hour, thanks, Impractical Jokers. <laughs> you got me again. Is there somebody next to you on this? And it, it, was there someone in the middle seat? Little kid. Little kid? Yeah. So this little kid listens to you, 
mm-hmm. groaning through a basketball game for two and a half hours. It's like, Ugh. this is me. Come on. <laughs> Switch to the practical jokers. No! Oh, this is yeah. It sounded something like of just like would somebody just hit Clay Thompson? Just hit him, just once. What happened in the NBA? You would have laid him out twenty years ago. Just let him know he can't just take open threes like that. You just pop him once. Oh, fine. It's a commercial. <laughs> oh, oh, Joe. Oh, Joe, you're in for a good one this time. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, blow up, doll. Come down. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, this is the captain. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, excuse me, little girl. I need to. Hey, everyone. This is the captain. Uh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Someone just tweeted, Gosling, Crow, this movie's for the birds. Yeah. And someone also tweeted, I want to see the nice guy. No mention of my joke. <laughs> someone else tweeted. Sounds like a pointed omission. Yeah. yeah. They did not credit you for that one. But they mm-hmm. did use the hashtag that we're using tonight, which is... Tom and Hayes forever, number four, ever. People have taken that as a shot at Sean. No. No. You can have... Look. Different people can be friends. Look, did you ask me to use that as a hashtag? Yes, you did. <laughs> Is it politically motivated for you? Probably. Isn't it great when people ask and answer the question like that? Yeah. Is it probably... a? Was it a... Was it a direct hit at him from your point of view? <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Best show. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? To whom am I speaking? You're talking to Dwayne the Rockhard Johnson right now. I could tell AKA. from the voice this was one of the, this is a handbook head. This is one of your drips. No, I'm not a handbook head. Yes, he is. I'm a superstar of the WWE. If only we knew what that third letter would be. Go with this comedy routine. Look, kid. That stuff might fly when you're Skyping in for one of these Hollywood handbook uh, makeup shows, right? Yeah. That's like a Kevin uh, Kevin Pollock special. Mm -hmm. We'll open it up to the caller, to our listeners. I haven't. Does he do that? No, you do. That means yeah, you we... just got an email. God. Oh, yes. That's a Kevin Paul show. Hey, yes. Sorry I can't make it yeah. to the show. Uh, we'll do, uh, yeah. we'll do a, lis- a new listener episode. Yeah. We only did one three weeks ago. <laughs> I will say some of the episodes of Hollywood Handbook, the John Daly episode last week I thought was so funny. Yeah. Great week for a podmas to take a week off, huh? I know. Well, look at the week before. How do you think I felt? Yeah, it's I me, know. It's me and Klausner. Yes. Legendary episode. You come in. And I'm here on my home court. Tom Pressions. Dropping Tom Pressions on yeah. everybody. Blanked. 
Oh, don't worry. Nickelodeon has a podcast. You know, we're going to go with AV Club right now. <laughs> we're going to start yeah. reading their comments. What's a good, let's, I'll name, let's look for what the perfect, the perfect one. Pro, the end may be in sight for the Big Bang Theory. Let's see. I'm I'm going to go to what the Walking Dead's optimism reveals about Game of Thrones' cynicism. Zach Efron's dirty grandpa jockstrap is now on sale. Let's see. We got to find a good one and we'll go rapid fire. I already got in trouble with these nerds a long time ago mm-hmm. when I read their comments and then played a slide whistle. Yeah, I remember that. And then they were You're like, still paying for that. They were like, uh, then suddenly they, they're like, why are you guys picking on, are you, this guy's yeah. picking on us. We're just, we're just regular people. Like, like I'm not a regular person. <laughs> I'm just a regular guy. And I want to say this, these Golden State Warrior fans, look, your team went to the final. I've never seen a more victimized group of winners than these fans. Like, worry, what, are you going to make fun of the Golden State Warriors tonight? You won! You won! You're the winners. They act, they, what, do you want everything? What, do you want to round everyone up who was against you? You have to love them. You're not allowed to yeah. not like this team where one guy's out there deliberately trying to cause a serious injury to everyone that he, yeah. like, yeah. comes in yeah. contact with. He uses it as an opportunity yeah. to try and, like, yeah. twist their elbows yeah. off i've watched basketball for most of my life and this guy draymond green has invented a new style where he's he's adding elements of mma into uh basketball he's yeah. kind of like the way mma is like a hybrid of like karate and boxing yeah he's like hey what if we start adding elements of karate into basketball it's been fat his, his mind is just like it's like a reverse Jacob's Ladder where he thinks he's in <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> he's kicking at everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not root. I wasn't rooting for them. You know why? Because I root for underdogs. It's, it's what do you, who do you think I'm going to root for? You, if you've heard the show, what do you think I'm going to root for? The kid who the, the Golden State Warriors have two dudes whose parents were NBA players. So they're out on the floor when they're four. Knowing what it's like to be yeah. on the court of an NBA. Yeah. Have their own gym. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my dad worked out a, uh, he worked out a shooting regimen for me yeah. with the, with Gar Herd, or the shooting Gar Herd. Yeah. Yeah. A rack of balls and a ball fetcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guy who's yeah. sprinting and around. How, how old are you? Six. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to root for that guy. Sorry. Sorry, I root for the because I, you know, it's like I feel like these Oklahoma City Thunder. Where it's like, I just want to win once, Hayes. Just, just give me one. Yeah, give me one win. I'm tired of the, the, the cereals of the world or the, the, what, what are other ones? Nerdist. Yeah, nerdist. Yeah, that guy racking up win after yeah. win. All these, yeah, these are all warriors. Yeah, they are. He would be, he would be Clay Thompson, Chris Hardwick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who would be? Who's the Steph Curry of podcasting? Who is that? The Steph Curry of podcasting. Is it Rogan? 
Rogan might be the Draymond Green of podcasting. Sure. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who's Steph? That's a great question. Yeah. Who is the Steph Curry of podcasting? 201. <laughs> I want to take a quick call from a friend of mine. I'm being told to go to the hotline because we have a uh, an all-star on the line. His name's Michael Slaybach. Yes? Hi, Tom. Hi, Michael. How are you? Now, for people who don't know, Michael is a hotshot and a multitasking <laughs> He's a multi, a multi, he's a, a hybrid, right? A five tool player, as they say. You, I'm just doing my best, Tom. I'm just doing my best. The, the, the Sharp Looking Worcester box set, Michael, uh, is a producer on that and made that box possible. That would not exist if it was not for Michael. So I am eternally grateful to you, Michael for that oh thanks well i'm eternally grateful that i got to make it with you guys i still can't believe we made that thing i know right it's crazy that 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 thing exists so yeah it's amazing but michael you are also a promoter and a a booker and you have been putting together the speaking of the av club is there still a hex on them tom no there's not it was a it was not a hex or a pox pox. i've lifted the pox <laughs> um, the AV Club has its its fest. What is it? What is the full title for it, Michael? It is the third annual, twenty sixth annual comedy festival here in Chicago, Illinois. This June first through the fifth, which is tomorrow through Sunday. So it starts tomorrow and it goes through Sunday. And how, there's so many great people performing at this, including I know my friend Chris Gethard is there. He is. He's going to be here on Thursday, and he's performing Career Suicide, which is his new, I think it's running like 75 minutes. Yeah, so it's a one-man uh, show that he's been working on for years, and everybody loves it who sees it. And I know a lot of uh, big wigs love it, too. So it's the kind of thing I would say, you want to see it, go see it. That's what you want to see it now, not when it's, uh, not when it's uh, on Broadway. Broadway show. Yes. So well, I'm even offering for fans of the best show, mm-hmm. you can use a discount code to go see Chris for a mere fifteen dollars. You can see Chris on Thursday, and just punch in the code two six comedy, and you get a five dollar off discount just and, for you guys. And where do you buy the tickets, Michael? You can go to two six comedy dot com. Okay, and the code is two six comedy. Yeah, I tried to make it as streamlined yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah, that you'd have to be. Look, if you can't, if you can't put that together, you go to two six comedy dot com, and then the offer code is two six comedy, and you are just like, "What am I doing?" You don't deserve the discount. <laughs> the discount has been taken away from you at that point. It's pretty much we're holding your hand to get to that. Yeah, exactly. So, and what people can people see all the other shows up there, Michael? Yeah, they can see all the other shows. We got Tracy Morgan tomorrow night, Joe Firestone, friend of the mm, show. She'll be yes. at the hideout on Saturday. Uh, Sarah Silverman and Todd Berry and Todd Glass on Sunday. Lots of great stuff happening all week. People should definitely, definitely, people of Chicago, if you like to laugh, you go, go. 26comedy.com and you get those Chris Gethard tickets at a at a, a special best show uh, price. Right? And that's this Thursday. Yeah. It's Thursday, 48 hours. 
Look, if I was there, I would I would uh, be all over that. Well, I wish you I wish you were here. Well, It'd be people, fun to see you. Well, the people of Chicago, if they know what's good for them, they'll go see Chris do his show. Chris is one of my favorite people. So, Michael, I I, I look forward to seeing you very soon and have fun Likewise. with the festival. It's going to be great. You're going to have a great week Thank and you, a Tom. lot of fun and a lot of All laughs. Right. A lot of laughs. Thank you, Tom. All right, of course. You take care, buddy. All right, man. Matt. Talk to you soon. I got an AV Club comment. Oh, yeah. Which one is it? This is from an article about how Chelsea Handler's new Netflix show has lost its showrunner. Okay. Recent article. Let me find that. And we can go, like, rapid fire through these comments. I'm just going to do it real fast. You're going to do it. This is a solo piece. Is that okay? Yeah, by if all you means. Like, no, if you like it. this, the AV Club is, is for you. This could be okay. an advertisement for yeah. the AV Club if you mm-hmm. like this. Comment on article about Chelsea Handler's new Netflix show. I pissed off my former roommate, a gay guy who loved her show, by calling her rough trade. I hate to say it, but without seeing her show, I find her kind of attractive. But I like girls with huge mouths. Luckily, I find... I mean, this is almost too gross to read. Uh, And this is someone who's been on the show. All right. Luckily, I find Vanessa Bayer much more attractive since she's also pale and redheaded. Two big pluses for me. If only she was super freckly. Next guy. If only. Handler's very cute from a physical perspective. Unfortunately, every time she says something mean, which is far too often, she ruins that. First guy. Maybe I'd like her. Comedians are too nice nowadays. The one girl I truly was in love with had a rotten attitude like I do. If I told her she was attractive, she'd she'd reply, Who are you kidding? I remember thinking, this must be love. One reason you're here is is to make this girl see how beautiful she is. Like, (laughs) 12 comments... Twelve comments later. Right, because being prejudiced against how someone looks doesn't count when it's white people. Close. That's the end. Wow, that is... Tip my my hat to you, AV Club. (laughs) I would like to do this. We'll go... We'll alternate through some of this Big Bang Theory one. Great. If you go... Did you send it to me? If you just go to AV Club, it's, it's right in the news on it. AVclub.com. Right in the news. The end may be in sight for Big Bang Theory. Got it? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, here we go. Wait, Discus has to load. Oh, wait for Discus. Got it. Okay, I'll start it off. Maybe then actually talented comedians can get a chance to win Emmys. I watched about 10 seconds of an episode once, and when my girlfriend walked in, I switched the channel faster than someone who had been caught watching depraved, possibly illegal porn. I, too, watched 10 seconds of it, but half a dozen times. It's nerd culture viewed through your favorite Thanksgiving uncle's eyes. I don't get why anyone over, everyone below 25, hell, 30, would waste their time with this show. Those people's brains aren't fully formed yet. I need a guilty, please. What do you want? A guilty, please. A guilty, please. Still haven't even seen one second of it. As seen in... Oh, wait. Oh, where? That's just a later guy. Okay. Tell your girlfriend to dump you and date me. I'm fine with whatever she wants to watch, but I'm desperate. 
I don't mean to be that guy, but why were you so ashamed of watching a show you'd never seen before? I don't like it myself, but I have seen it a couple times. Nothing I want to save to my depraved illegal porn folder, which is reserved for episodes of Eight Simple Rules. You're like my friend who's, you're like my friend who's yet to see any Star Wars movies and over the years has made kind of a deal of it. Not a big deal, but a deal nonetheless. As ubiquitous as Star Wars and BBT are, at some point you have to start going out of your way to not see them, and at that point you've made it a thing that you think makes you special. I haven't seen a second of The Wire or any of the Harry Potter movies, specifically because I grew tired of everyone and their mothers telling me that I should. One day, probably when I'm 70, I'll sit down and binge watch all of them, as well as House of Cards. Well, my imaginary daughter refuses to see any of the Star Wars movies. She hates anything to having to do with outer space. She also gets true, extremely freaked out by any character that wears contact lenses one time i put a i had a friend in college who wore the fact that i that he'd never seen star wars like a badge of honor and then his girlfriend told him to either see it or no more nookie it was amazing how fast he watched the trilogy and then she dumped him because he was some pathetic nerd now huh well i've seen plenty of star wars let me tell you boy howdy practically before you can remember anything at all i had all the figures too but anytime anyone brings up the show or it's on i plug my ears and cover my eyes and scream at the top of my lungs over and over i'm special i don't know if you're a cord cutter or whatever they call people who switch to internet only because it's cheaper, CBS shows in general are pretty easy to avoid. I watched an episode one time because I was effing around on my computer and didn't change the channel when whatever was on ended. It made me sad. <laughs> Hopefully they all die of food poisoning at the Cheesecake Factory. No, that'd actually be funny. Or do the mistake of consuming a wafer-thin dinner mint after eating there. Sheldon is, what, 50 now? As the cast got older, they would have had to rename it to age-appropriate things, like dot, 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 paragraph break, the big brand theory. I prefer the big brawn theory. All right, I can't do this. <laughs> this is truly upsetting. Are there any other ones we want to get to? Any other one? Any other comments? Comment sections? Yeah. I don't think so. Well, I want to ask you. Just... I should have prepared. I no. should have prepared more. No, you did. Cross that off. Let's see here. Did that. So again, people of New York, if you're floating around tomorrow somewhere. A Best Show logo will appear, and you will not be able to avoid it. When you see it, if you manage to see it, you'll go, doing, You go get your picture taken in front of it, and you send it to me. First person that does it gets a good prize. Got to hashtag it, Best Show Rules NYC. And everybody else after that, take a picture too and then send it. And we'll put them all up and it'll be fun. This thing's going to be nuts when you see what this Best Show logo is when it reveals itself. You will not believe your eyes. It would be like seeing. Now you see me. Three! They're making a third one. Now you three me. There's no way it's not that, right? And who's going to be, who's like the new person? Who are they going to replace the one woman with? Yeah. De Niro. Yeah, that's right. Probably. Mm -hmm. Like as a burnt-out magician, right? You do magic? A little bit. A little bit of magic. A little bit. I'm watching you, 
Right, he does. He that. doesn't even. You see, like he's just standing still, and you can see that they've CG'd him like raising his <laughs> arms <laughs> for the birds to come yeah. out. Yeah, bim sala bim, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just covering. He's not moving at all. He just like they just filmed him in a car doing his lines. Like, yeah, that they just like. All right, we got your head. Maybe Jesse Thorne is Steph Curry of podcasting because he's younger than he seems from the Bay Area and overly nice. Well, I'm going to say Jesse Thorpe is not the Steph Curry of podcasting because he worked for what he had and didn't start on third base. Mm -hmm. Who's like second gen podcast? Imagine that now. Second generation podcasting. It's me, uh, Tyler Rogan. You know, my dad, Joe, uh, had a pretty popular podcast. He's in the deprivation tank right now. (laughs) Dirty magician. What Lil Chomps says. That's what it would be called. Dirty magician. Dirty grandpa. I'll never see it. I will see that new one, though. looks super fun. Mike and Dave? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Need wedding dates? Yeah. Yeah. I like when it's I like when you can tell when a line was improved. When yes. if you see two different trailers and TV commercials, you see three different answers to a situation that they're just running all the improv takes yeah. through the thing cuz Adam Divine uh what's her face? Ashley Tisdale, is that her name, right? Sure. She gets her face run over by an ATV. I know the line that you're talking about. And he's like, oh, it looks like you were cooking meth and the bathtub blew up. Or looked like a a burrito that somebody dissected. You look like burn victim Barbie. Yeah. Cut to innocent black bystander. And you can be black Ken. End of trailer. Yeah. God forbid this guy is just allowed to... Stand around without his race being called yeah, out in this movie. Out. Yes. Yeah. You're not just a person there. It's sick. Yeah. And this is what's sick about Hollywood. And this is why burn it down. <laughs> his concession speech, the one banner says, feel the burn. Yeah. It's going to drop. And then the next one, it's just going to say, burn it yeah, down. It starts with a whisper in the crowd. Burn it down. Burn it down. Burn it down. <laughs> Burn it down. His hair catches fire. (laughs) (laughs) He starts with himself. Yes. Like he's going to start. He turns himself. He's like, it's time to burn it down. Starting with me. (laughs) That's like, then it, then he does it. Yeah. And then you realize he's okay. And it's now you see me four. Bernie (laughs) Sanders is in it. Right. What if he's the new person in the Now You See Me franchise? He replaces Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> oh, him. You just see the poster just like. Yeah, all their faces there. Dave Franco. Jesse Eisenberg. Morgan Freeman. Michael Caine. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Ilsa Fisher. Mike, shirt still selling? What? Like hotcakes. 
Can we move on from like hotcakes as any sort of <laughs> reference point for anything? Was that just like a like a like a like a, a de- Great Depression kind of thing? Yeah, when it was like the only food. Yeah. Oh, you sound like hotcakes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only thing you could get. People are going to buy them. People were hungry back then. Best show. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Who am I? Andy from Los Angeles. I knew it. Yeah. You know, you know it because these guys, these Hollywood handbook fans, they just talk right over me. Sorry. Hey, what's your This guy's nervous. What's your name again, bud? This is Andy from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Just moved here. Mm -hmm. Now, do you are you a fan of this show? Or just Hollywood Handbook? No, I'm a huge fan of the best show, mm. though I did find out about you guys through Hollywood well, Handbook. Well, I'll take that. I'll take it. Did you ever hear the story about when me and Hayes went to the haunted prison? Yeah, I did, yeah. I, I, I know you guys, both of you, well enough to not pull that kind of thing. When I went there, and then the guy was like, are you Hayes uh, from Hollywood No, he Handbook? did it in a monster voice. He goes, is your name Hayes? That's right. He started. Yeah. He started. And then you're like, well, you definitely know this guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I guess. Well, you guys go in now. I think he was worried about being heard, not being a monster. By like a supervisor. I think he was caught. He was caught. Another handbook head. I'm going to say this to all you Hollywood handbook fans. You know how you listen to the show? You l- by listening to it. How do I listen to the best show? a new thread every how, week. How, how do I listen to yeah. it? Or, you, another one is like, how do I get in? Yeah, how do you get? You tr- you listen to it and then you're in. It's like, how do I get into this cheesecake factory? <laughs> yeah. Like you you'd never ask that about yeah. like Fat Man on Batman or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, what do I need to know to get into this yeah. this show? <laughs> How do I get into this doctor's office? I need some medicine. <laughs> but I'm not sure. It seems very... Uh, seems like there's an outer doorway and then a vestibule and then, like, I can see a desk through the second doorway and I just don't know if it's worth it. Hi, Andy. <laughs> What's going on? Hi, Andy. Hi, Tom. Hi, Hayes. This is Greg Lair. Oh, my goodness. Wow. For people who don't know, a lot of people call this show. Uh, you got, uh, uh, we get of all walks of life, we got, uh, and somebody says here that the Doughboys are the Splash Brothers of podcasting. That's good. That's pretty good. Like, yeah. Didn't necessarily earn it. Mm-hmm. Just suddenly like a flush of success and then they're at the top of the heap. While you got guys like me, who, what would I end up? I'd end up being like, mm. like, uh, like, like Vince Carter. Like, a just, guy who never, like, wait, he's still in the league? <laughs> yes. He still plays? Oh yeah, yeah, he still plays. He's, he's still score, score 11 points a game sometimes. Yeah. Three threes and, <laughs> and, uh, two foul shots. Greg, but this guy who's on the line right now, his brother, and he'll be the first to let you know it, is Chris Gethard, the comedian. Uh, the aforementioned Chris Gethard. I'm amazed that you didn't mention him already. I thought it was, there was some sort of legal element to it because you usually are in such a rush to throw out 
your your name it's like hey i'm greg my brother is chris gethard gethard is yeah. how you usually there's, no, there's, some <laughs> version of that is how you introduce yourself no litigation pending uh currently between us or anything like that but i had a good one for the topic i have an excellent comment in front of me let's hear it it's from a website uh, I'm, I found a few years ago called modernbutlers.com. And it's a website, uh, it's a trade industry website for butlers, uh, uh, you know, servants. Modern and they, they have a message board in which the guy who runs the page, who is um, the leader of the International Institute of Modern Butlers, will respond to your questions if you have any. Okay. And, and I have a question from someone um, who asked him what's the best way to ask uh, your master for a raise. And the answer from Stephen Ferry is almost always a tricky situation that most of us meet when our employer is not the, key, not the type to keep track of such matters. I understand one lady's maid stayed with her employer for four decades or so without reaping so much as a single pay raise. I think that betrays not so much loyalty as self-abnegation. So to your question, timing is important. Pick a moment when you have had the opportunity to wow your employer in some fashion and you know he is relaxed, happy, and with nothing else on his mind or agenda. May I have a few short words with you, sir, followed by, I was wondering if you were happy with my service over the last three years and feel I have moved beyond the initial trial period whether you'd consider an increase in my salary. I am not seeking an answer now, but would appreciate you considering the matter, followed by, may I freshen your glass, sir, and then leaving. Wow. That's... Is there anything... Well, thank. first of all, thank you for reading that. What you, I you want to know, is there anything on Modern Butler, if you as a butler suspect that your master is batman mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right because if you're just like that's the dream he pulls a statue he pulls a head yeah. of a statue away and then there's like presses a button underneath it the door opens he goes through it it shuts i don't know what's going on down there i hear a lot of rumbling underneath the mansion it's first of all the mansion's built on top of a cave I thought that was weird when I took this butler job. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> the mansion's on top of an enormous cave. Yet near a city. Near a city. He goes down there a lot. And then when he comes back up, he's usually really bruised and yeah. sore. Like, it looks like he's been in fights when he comes up. Would you then, like, I guess my question is, is my master Batman? My friend posted on Modern Butlers and got um, banned from it. Um, I've been banned from it roughly like two dozen times for posting questions. Yeah, there we go. And uh, uh, one of the questions we asked was, um, "If what should I do? Uh, my master is having multiple guests from our community in the house, and I have there was a recent murder, and I have reason to expect." All of them could be suspects in this murder. So, yeah. So you were threading through the idea of clue yeah. into the into this modern butler message board. Yes. And what did they say? Um, he was quick. I uh, was responded with um, 
ha ha ha. And then we, then my friend was no longer allowed back on to, mm-hmm. to post on Modern Butlers. Um, I have a feeling like that. that that band over two dozen times for Modern Butler has worked its way into Greg's introduction <laughs> <laughs> along with my brother's. My brother's because Catherine have been banned over two dozen times for Modern Butler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's pretty, it's like number three of my things I like to introduce myself with. One, famous brother. Yeah. Two, Modern Butlers. That's kind of all I have really going for me in the uh, icebreaker uh, world right now. Yeah. yeah. Modern Butler. So, what if that's a spinoff yeah. from Modern Family, right? Right. Modern Butler yeah. would be... Uh, they introduced the butler on, like, the last episode yeah. of the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ed O'Neill's butler. Ed O'Neill's yeah. like, hey, this is my butler. Hi, the butler. Right. She's just like, hi, Manny. Where's the butler? And then they're like, we're going on vacation. And then it suddenly it's like, yeah. butler, like, house to himself. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, what song is that? Is that from Old Time Rock, rock and Roll? What, do that again? Dun, 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 dun. I thought you went up with it. I was like, are you sure that's... So was that I from could've. Mullet Rocker? I don't think that was on Mullet's Rock. Okay. See, if I was doing... If I was going to sell the music for old-time rock and roll, I would go... I forgot that. Because you went... Dun, 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 dun. I was like... What is it? I lost the thread in the middle. What is it? A hash pipe by Weezer? Oh, yeah. Dun 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 dun. What if that? Well, that would be good though. If the butler suddenly, yes, like, he's just like, I believe, the master, has left the premises. You hear a bubbling sound. <laughs> yeah, <you're>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. He's just like, uh... and then he's like, <laughs> he's like putting like shredded yeah. cheese all over like uh Doritos and puts it and pulls it out of the microwave he's like dinner is served <laughs> as he's like which is also the sound I do when some when I had picture somebody getting stabbed in the throat. <laughs> oh that's right. That's yeah. Greg Tom you later What's up, bro? What, um, what, 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 what's, uh, what, what are you doing? Are you, are you being all right? You, you yeah, run hot and cold sometimes. I feel sorry yeah, for your poor wife. I know she's out of town, so um, I oh. can call in tonight. So I'm not waking, waking, waking her up or anything like that. Yeah, okay. no, uh, nothing, um, nothing going on. You know, um, your your topic tonight, I think, was kind of in my wheelhouse. Um, mm. Having possibly been banned for more um, message boards and comment sections than anyone other than maybe Mike, because um, I imagine he's been banned from a bunch. Um, you know, this one hit home. This one really hit home for me. And um, I just wanted to bring in the world of modern butlers to the rest of If anyone that's out there interested in being a butler, uh, modernbutlers.com, the form is very helpful. And Stephen Ferry is very prompt with responses, mm-hmm. um, even though no one has asked a question on this page since 2013. Uh-huh. Mike's, oh. been, Mike's been going on PTSD message boards lately. You <laughs> mean with his military? Yeah, it's part of the Stolen Valor thing. Yeah, says he has a musket ball in his, in his foot. How can I get his aid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I want to make some fat bucks off this. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen him. Military, naval whites, yeah. walking down Houston Street. Hmm. He was trying, got into uh, Mercury Lounge. He walked in. Wow. For free. <laughs> he went to Mercury Lounge. You know, he ordered an Amstel light, and he didn't pay for it. He said, what did he say again, Mike? Put it on the house. All right, my friends. Thank Greg. you, Tom. What's that? I know. <laughs> All right, this oh, final call, no. then we'll say goodnight. Best show. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Yes? No? I hear you. You're there. Oh, you count, you chickened out. Probably one of these Hollywood handbook lists. I can do this. I'm gonna, okay. Hayes is on the show. I'm gonna. Hey, Hayes. <laughs> hey, hey, Hayes. Hi, Tom. Hi, Hayes. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, Hayes. Best show. <laughs> Two and a half hours on old. <laughs> he's like, two and a half hours. Like, what? What up? What up? All right, my friends, the best show. I'm pulling the plug on tonight's episode. Thank you, first of all, to Tim Heidecker for calling and being a part of the show. We appreciate that, Tim. Thank you to Michael Slaybach and the code again. I wish I could. Why can't I remember the dumb code? What was it? Twenty six comedy. Twenty two six comedy. Yeah. Over at two six comedy dot com. Yeah. Yeah. And you go get you can get uh, Chris Gethard uh, tickets for Thursday at a, uh, a special best show rate. And thank you, Hayes Davenport. Thank you, Tom. Almost yeah. one year into our, or about exactly one year into our our friendship. Yes. What a nice way to can celebrate. You believe it. Yeah. It is like our anniversary, yeah. right? Because I don't, I don't call the beginning of our anniversary when we met. Mm-mm. No, no. Now it was when that spark, yeah, happened, right? Yeah, it was about three weeks. You can't start a fire without yeah. a spark, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who's that, Mike? The boss. <laughs> Still selling those dumb shirts. Everybody go to apmike.bandcamp.com. He's selling shirts, Massa's Tavern shirts there. You can get them. And in all seriousness, you should buy the shirts. They're really cool and they're really nice shirts. And they are, uh, if, if, if he's out of stock, they will be filled very quickly and they will go out in a, a prompt manner. But this is like a new thing. So if, if they're not going to, they're not going to, not everybody's going to get the shirt tomorrow. So just like we're figuring out the inventory on it, but the, the, the main thing is to order it. That way we can know how many to have printed beyond what we have now. APMike.bandcamp.com. Um, did I miss here? Why don't spammers hire me to do punch up? Okay. I can talk about that next week. 
going to mop up the suckers. That can be next week. Desi Arnaz. can talk about that next week. Pat, the story. That is on hold. I'm never telling the story. And again, people of New York, somewhere in uh, tomorrow, a Best Show logo will appear. If you get your picture taken in front of it, tweet it out to me. First one wins a prize. I am going to say goodnight, and I'm going to play on the way out something from... We got a big show for you next week. Big show, big show. I'll announce the guests later in the week, but big show. This is going to be one. Uh, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to make this show look like just a pile of trash. This show is you're just going to be. What was last week? I don't know. This week's shows what matters. Last week's show, I don't care. This is I'm all about this week's show. I'm on team this week's show. Well, I'm on team last week's show. Well, you're on the wrong team. Boo. 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 I'm going to play one more time. OBN3s. I love them so much. They are from Texas. This is from their single on 12XU Records. This is on the verge of collapse. Listen to this. Best show will be back next week. Thanks for listening.